seriously. The hell's wrong with you people? We're bad guys. It's what we do. Nothing really matters to me. Episode 150. There's already like 7 million podcasts talking about pop culture and all that. Makes us happy like shooting at a wall. It's a trap. Good and toss it, good and taste it. Do we love it? Hey, let's face it. Can't erase it. Let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture. Carry over counterculture. Push over pop culture. Leftovers. And we're the uncool kids. What's to say has already been said. Leftovers. sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this. Pop culture leftovers. You're listening to the only podcast with the balls to bite a radioactive spider. It's Pop Culture Leftovers. Five, four, three, two, one. Hey, welcome to Pop Culture Leftovers, the only podcast that sounds even better the second day after it's been uploaded. I'm Brian. I'm Jason. I'm Jake. And And we're we're the Leftovers. leftovers. All right. Yeah. uh, Welcome to our Suicide Squad episode. We do have us with uh, with us today a special guest, first time on the podcast, Mr. Luther Shaver. Luther Shaver, happy to be here, everybody. Thanks for having me. All right. Time for the bumper drop. Time for the bumper drop. When he's not smoking weed, he's forcing someone to choke down a bag of maritime dicks. <laughs> Fuck you, Luther Shaver. All right, there you go. <laughs> Luther, you're going to have to wait till tomorrow to hear it. So Exactly. Thank it was so extremely flattering. I really appreciate it, guys. <laughs> yeah, it'll be worth the wait. <laughs> We're here to talk. I think I hit it big time now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're here uh, to talk about David Ayer's Suicide Squad from Warner Brothers. Uh, but uh, first, you know what? We've never had Luther on before, man. How long have you been listening to us, dude? I've been listening since episode 75, sir. 75? Uh, fir- 75. The first episode, I or the first email I ever sent you guys, um, I know it, you got it, and it was supposed to be on the last episode, but that episode got lost, so I'm really sad that you never got the one email I sent you. Oh, I'm still bringing that shit up, aren't you, Luther? <laughs> have to man i have to bring up this have to bring up the pebbles in the shoe man Come wow on. yeah thanks for bringing up our shortcomings you fucking asshole <laughs> oh you know i love you what was going on in episode 75 um i really can't actually remember oh um, wow yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we, we wow. left quite the impression on you then way to go luther shaver no but you guys are great at what you do um sorry i don't pay more attention to the actual episode <laughs> Interested in the banter and the community. Oh, and the episode isn't that crazy? Seventy five was seventy five episodes ago. Yeah. Oof. You know what else is crazy? You know who's getting pissed off right now about me asking about what episode he started listening back to? Uh, that fucking, oh. Yeah, Brandon McLean. <laughs> Brandon McLean just fucking just he's just sitting there stewing on the shit, smashing his fucking Probably iPhone shaver. against the Probably wall. Shaver. Jeez. <laughs> Fucking, uh, fucking uh, first world problems, Brandon McLean. <laughs> what, what other? What, I like seriously. Like, you, you know, if you're upset about somebody like bringing up like what episode they first started listening to the show in, like, what, what are the big problems in your life? Right. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I 
that's probably number one. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Which one are you plugged into, Jay? Uh, two. Two. You're loud as fuck. Damn, sorry. <laughs> sorry about that. <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right. Hey, you know what? We're going to be talking about David Ayer's Suicide Squad here in just a moment. But I got a serious question, like a serious question before we jump into that. Um, I'm going to ask everybody, when was, seriously, like when in your life was the last time that you were involved in a ballroom blitz? <laughs> I don't know that I never have been. Uh, I don't think ever. Really? Yeah. Never a never a full on blitz. No, yeah, I mean, good I, question. Yeah, go ahead, Luther. What about you? Um, I'm gonna say maybe about four years ago at a good buddy of mine's wedding, and everybody just got the fuck down. There was <laughs> lots of alcohol involved, and it was a good time. Does that okay? Does that really constitute it as a a blitz? Like, I I want to know. Like, I, you're in a ballroom. I get that, good but question. like, yeah, I know. Like, really, what makes up a, a blitz? You know what I mean? Like, like when you're in the middle of a bit, if you're in the midst of a blitz, do you know you are in said blitz? Like, all of a sudden, like, everybody kind of, like, looks at each other and says, holy shit, this is a fucking blitz. <laughs> I think it involves fighting, right? According to the lyrics of the song. That's what I took it Right. As, yeah. Were you guys beating the shit out of each other, Luther? <laughs> um, I don't really um, remember too much. Like I said, I <laughs> believe it was a blitz. I was a little bit blitz myself, so I guess it constitutes a blitz. <laughs> So you were caddy quarter to a blitz. <laughs> caddy wampus. Basically, yeah. Okay. Yeah, pretty wamp. All right. You weren't actually like a part of said blitz. You were just kind of like there. There may have been a blitz going on. You don't know. You heard I of think a blitz. I like, I like to think that I was in the midst of it. You know? <laughs> in the midst of said blitz. All right. All right. All right. We're not getting to the content. We're starting to piss people off. What about you, Brian? Have you been involved in a ballroom blitz? No, I, I didn't even know what the fuck uh-huh. one was. I was I was just like it's a dumb it's a fucking stupid song when you think about it like you know what I mean it's yeah. like ballroom blitz and like everybody sings along and everybody's like what the fuck is a ballroom blitz <laughs> you've never been in one I've never been in one I nor will I ever be in a ballroom blitz and if there is said chance that I ever am in a ballroom blitz I'm gonna be like fucking irony <laughs> this is this should not be happening. Right. You brought it on yourself. I brought this like, yeah, this is like, this is like karma saying, fuck you. (laughs) Welcome to the Blitz, motherfucker. I will probably end up dying in the Blitz. You'll be dancing and next thing you know, a fucking glass bottle to the head. It's like, fuck. Blitz of glory. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, ballroom Blitzes, man. Good times. I got an email here that I'm going to read. Uh, it is, uh, this is episode 150, mm. 150 episodes. That's the thing. Like, should we, should we be like proud of ourselves or anything for 150? Congratulations, mm-hmm. fellas. We did, hey man, we didn't do anything. No. <laughs> I feel like only the hundreds. Have, what you guys have done in the, the community you guys have created is pretty fucking special. So, should I take a little bow for that? Ah, eh, not really. <laughs> wow. Oh, nah, nah. I'll take a tiny bow. <laughs> there you go. Take the fit of the team, right? It's very tiny. <laughs> we haven't done anything, have we, Jim? No, no. I think the 200s we celebrate. We're not We're not trying to sell extra issues. We don't need to pretend it's special yeah. on the 150s. That's true. <laughs> All this right. isn't the episode where you guys let us sell out, is it? What? This isn't the sell episode, is it? <laughs> he, got, he, he repeated it worse. Claim that you guys you you got sell out to the to the masses. Oh, we've already sold out. We already. It's the big one, right? 
Yeah, this is where we come in with our cloud mattress sponsorship. <laughs> oh, we've been oh. itching for that. Casper. Oh, Casper. <laughs> Casper. Fuck, there goes the spot. Never. <laughs> Never bring up the competitor. <laughs> Damn it. Jesus, you're about to, we're about to, we're about to get a, break out into a ballroom blitz here. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking pillows flying all over the place. <laughs> Fucking duck feathers all over. Oh, man. Mattress blitz. <laughs> Bedroom blitz. <laughs> all right. Uh, let's see. I got an email from Finn Dietz Creek. Little Finn Dietz Creek. Hey, leftovers. It's your most throwable listener here. Just wanted to write in and say congrats for episode 150. I started listening on episode 13. Ooh, Brandon McLean getting pissed off again. <laughs> he really hates it when it's in the teens. Yeah, he does. Oh, Whoa. The, like, the lower you go, yeah, yeah. how low can you go? That pisses him off. <laughs> I've been listening since episode two. Brandon McLean, oh my God, that fucking fore, that forehead fucking vein oh. starts pulsating. <laughs> Crazy. I guarantee you he's been in a ballroom blitz before. Oh, I bet yeah. he started the ballroom blitz. <laughs> yeah. I bet. I bet. When someone told him how long they've been listening. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Fucking needs anger management and shit. Um, he, he says, uh, I started listening on episode 13. Feels like it was yesterday. Here's the 50 more. Feels like it was yesterday. You, you've only been on the planet 16 years. Every day feels like yesterday, Finn. <laughs> so Finn was like 13 when he started listening, huh? Uh... 13 or 14. Oh, yeah. Wow. That's weird. Wow. Yeah, that is weird. <laughs> We've helped mold him into what he is now, to, yeah. into the man he is today. <laughs> Take a bow for that shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. All right, guys. You guys ready to jump into Suicide Squad? Yeah. Let's do it. All right. Let's jump cool. into the movie. Uh, a secret government agency recruits imprisoned supervillains to execute dangerous black ops missions in exchange for clemency. Suicide Squad is directed by David Ayer from Fury. Uh, it's written by David Ayer. It stars Will Smith as Deadshot, Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn, Viola Davis as Amanda Waller, Jared Leto as the Joker. Uh, I found out that Ryan Gosling was the first guy that they sought out for the role of the Joker. He turned the role down because he didn't want to sign on to a multi-picture deal that the studio was requiring. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jared Leto got uh, – and then, of course, they got Jared Leto and – he got so immersed into playing the Joker that he wouldn't break out of character on set even when he wasn't filming. He even sent his fellow cast members Joker-like presents, a live rat to Margot Robbie, and bullets to Will Smith, a soiled Playboy magazine to Adewale Akinuji Agabje. I can't say his fucking name. If, <laughs> if you put a gun to my fucking head, I couldn't say this guy's fucking name. Uh, he sent, they sent, uh, a, they sent to him, uh, wait, a dead hog, anal beads, and use condoms for the crew. <laughs> he was wow. thinking of everybody. Wow. <laughs> yeah. It's like a little gift basket from the Joker. Uh, Scott Eastwood commented that Leto frightened him at times with his behavior, and Smith mentioned that he actually never really met the real Leto. Wow. It's fun. What a method actor. Fun working with him. <laughs> yeah, jeez. What's Daniel Day Does Daniel Day He doesn't go to that crazy does he I don't think so Handing out five dollar bills when he's playing Abraham Lincoln and shit (laughs) (laughs) Where's that hat to bed Yeah Jeez Like like, hold on you know what I would love to do Okay so basically yeah Daniel Day Lewis He played Abraham Lincoln I would love, like, when he's in character, when he's going method and shit, mm-hmm. I would love to be in the same room with him and just be like, Mr. Lincoln, I'm from the future. I'm here to save you. <laughs> Don't go to the movies. <laughs> Don't go to the theater. Red box everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. It also stars Common as Monster T, Jai Courtney as Boomerang, Jay Hernandez as Diablo, uh, the guy's name that I can't pronounce, Adewale Akinui Agbaje. Mr. Echo. Yeah, as uh, Killer Croc. Cara Delevingne as June Moon, the Enchantress. Joel Kinnaman as Rick Flagg. Adam Beach as Slipknot. And uh, Karen Fuckuhara. I will fuck you hard, Karen, as <laughs> Katana. What a, what a name, huh? That's a great name. Fuck you hard. I didn't know if that was like her porn name. <laughs> Karen, fuck you hard. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> Suicide Squad has a runtime of 123 minutes and an estimated budget of $175 million. All right. The first thing that we like to do uh, when we do a movie review is rate it, and that's exactly what we're going to do. Uh, if this is your first time listening to the show, we want you to be familiar with our rating system. The rating system is simple. If the leftovers don't like something, they toss it. If they do like something, they suggest you taste it. And if it's brilliant, it gets a Tupperware rating. If all the leftovers love it, then it gets the pinnacle of success, a Tupperware party. This is where we find out if the Suicide Squad was Suicide Squad or the Puicide Squad. <laughs> I am going to start with Leftover Jay. Talk to me about Suicide Squad. What did you think? Um, I First of all, <laughs> I hate to do this because this looks bad upon myself, but I've got to be... I've got to be honest. I didn't watch it. No, 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 no. <laughs> I didn't watch that it. That would look really bad. No. <laughs> this isn't Frank. <laughs> um, uh, like, this is, this review is not going to sit right unless I do this, but I need to change, I need to change my rating on Batman v Superman. And I'm, if I get shit for it, so be it. It's, tupper, it's Tupperware. It's going to happen. No, 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 no. <laughs> I have to change it because a lot of the things that I'm criticizing about this movie, I'm realizing that I wasn't as hard on Batman v Superman because of my love for Batman. Right. It fucking overshadowed my review. It made me super biased. And I can't give a, a review properly on Suicide Squad without doing this. So, that being said, I've got to drop, man, this is tough. I've got to drop Batman v Superman down to a low taste it. Oh, wow. Based on this movie. Mm -hmm. Um, because I enjoyed this movie so much more than Batman v Superman, and it made some of the same mistakes, but because of the characters involved, the actors involved, I enjoyed it way more than Batman v Superman. Um, so I'm giving this, I'm giving Suicide Squad a solid taste it. I enjoyed it. The characters really made this movie for me. Um, it had a lot of plot problems, I think, and editing issues. Same with Batman v Superman, and I think Batman v Superman was way more glaring and did a worse job of fixing those issues. And again, the characters really fucking sold me on this team. I enjoyed it. I want to see it again. I don't so much want to see Batman v Superman again. My, have, have you seen the ultimate cut yet? Still haven't seen that. Okay. So as far as the regular cut goes, that's a low taste. It. <clears throat> if ultimate cut changes my mind, I'll let you know. But for now... That's how it stands. Wow, interesting. <laughs> All right, let's go with uh, Luther Shaver. Uh, go, let's uh, let's go with your rating. What did you think about Suicide Squad? Um, I'm a big fan of shared universes, and I'm I, I really appreciate what they're trying to do in the DC uh, extended universe. Um, and I understand what they're trying to do with this movie. Um, 
but the plot was just too kind of choppy for me. I felt the only thing that carried this movie was the characters. Um, and I have a personal beef with Will Smith, so that says something. Um, hmm. I well, like, like, really what did he did? Was he involved in that ballroom blitz? <laughs> uh, probably, he probably started the whole damn thing. Um, <laughs> you don't even know. The, the villain didn't really make a lot of sense to me in this movie. Um, and like I said, I found it disjointed at times. And I gotta go with a low tasted slash freeze it because I'd like to see it again just to see if I'm actually aware of what I saw. You know. Mm-hmm. No freezing it aloud on the movie reviews. No freezing it aloud. Well, then I just go with the low taste. Yeah, you got to go with that. Right. Yeah. You can always retro rate it later, but we'll never have you back on again. So. <laughs> <laughs> and we're all probably good with that. <laughs> and we're not accepting emails anymore, so you can't change it that way. <laughs> there you go. You're, you're pretty much basically shut off after this point, Luther. I just, I don't I'm know, man. Shut off now, aren't I? This is it. <laughs> Blacklisted. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jake. What did you think about Suicide Squad? Oh man, I going into this, I mean this this was honestly my most anticipated movie of the year, you know, in December we were talking about what comic book movies. Um, yeah. Blown away by these trailers. Um loved them all. I think I Tupperware two of them and high tasted another. And uh, at the end of the day, I could have been more disappointed by this movie. It's a toss-it for me. I felt like it was a little bit of a bait-and-switch with what they showed me in the trailers and what I got on the screen. Um, some good things about it were, I guess, I guess some of the characters I enjoyed and some of the acting I enjoyed. But it blows me away that they spent $175 million on this movie when some of the special effects to me look like original sci-fi movie type of shit going on. Like, oh, there's... I have a lot to complain about in this movie. It was super disjointed. There was a lot of just weird, like, movie inconsistencies. And uh, I fucking hated it. I, I I was mad leaving the theater. I was so excited to see this. And I just mm-hmm. felt like they'd, like, just smack me upside the head with badness. I don't know that I can trust another DC trailer ever again until I see a good movie. I... I like this less than Man of Steel and Batman vs. Superman. <laughs> Does this fuck with your hopes for Wonder Woman? It, it, yeah, I feel like fool me once, you know, fool me twice. It's, I just, I don't. They, apparently, they could show me a trailer that just knocks my fucking dick off, but then they could still just fucking make a terrible movie. Nothing. So I, I just don't, I can't believe it. I don't know what to believe, man. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'm sure we'll dissect into more of this shit later. Yeah, um, let me go. I'll go ahead and rate it. I, I. Uh, I had major problems with the the pacing, uh, the editing. I had problems with the story. I had problems with the villain. There were some shining moments, though, for me. Um, three characters really stood out to me, uh, and I and uh, I'll I'll say the first one that I absolutely loved. I loved Viola Davis as Amanda Waller. Mm-hmm. I absolutely loved her. I thought she was fantastic. Um, the second one, I I, I like this guy a lot in this movie. When he was interacting with another character, I loved Joel Kinnaman when he was, you know, uh, Rick Flag. Me too. Yeah. When he was interacting with Will Smith, that was great. The whole relationship he had with June Moon, I didn't feel it from her side. I felt it from his side. I, I think he's a great actor. This is really my first exposure to to to, to Joel Kin- Kinnaman. Mm-hmm. I, I never watched the RoboCop reboot. Um, 
I, I, I'm not a big fan of rebooting perfection. Yeah. So I'm not. I'm not going to give the if you if you're going to reboot Paul Verhoeven's RoboCop. Oh, uh, <laughs> those trailers really have to blow me away for me to watch a watered down PG 13 version. So I never watched that. And I know he was involved in like another TV show and I never watched it, but I am impressed by this guy mm-hmm. because of this movie. I, I thought he handled his own in this movie and his, just his interactions with Will Smith were fantastic. And, uh, the guy that I, the character that I thought did the best job, um, the, the actor I thought that did the best job in this movie was actually Will Smith. I felt like his dead shot was the only time throughout the movie where I actually got excited. Um, we'll jump right into it right now, guys. Mm-hmm. But like those scenes, mm-hmm. the scenes, the two scenes that he really did it for me were the scenes where he were, when, when he was taking on, um, the, uh, the enemy. Yes. And, and shooting them. On and, the car. On the car as the police are watching. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was awesome. I thought it was awesome. I thought that really got me into it. And the other time is when they uncuffed him and then he was shooting at the targets yeah. and showing them like, this is why I'm dead shot. Yeah. I agree. Dead shot was. Possibly the only flesh. Did I rate character. it? No. I did not rate it. Let me rate it now. Low taste it. Okay. And the only reason it gets a low taste it is because of those three actors. This, everything else, pacing, editing, story, villain, th- those three actors for me saved this movie. I will watch this movie again and I will give, I'm going to give it a low taste it. I will watch this movie again. Um, because of those three actors, yeah, and because of those scenes, mm. but other than that, I th- this movie has a lot of problems. So we can jump into it. Jake, you were saying something. Oh, what was I just saying? I, you, oh, I was saying I I agree that Deadshot is possibly like the only fleshed out character in the whole thing. Like they, he really was the centerpiece of the of the movie. Yeah, and Will Smith was. I I had no problem with Will Smith. In fact, I agree that Will Smith is probably the best part of this movie. Yeah. I, I absolutely agree with you too. Uh, Will Smith blew my socks off. I enjoyed the hell out of him. I want to see more of his dead shot. Too. That, that's what I'm saying. Like this whole movie, I'm thinking mm. I would love to see a dead shot movie. Absolutely. Like just like his, his absolute hatred towards Batman. And I thought that was awesome. There, there was no balance in this movie. Am I right? I mean, it was, it's, no, it's not much. because like, like Luther, you said earlier, like you said, like, I, you know, you're, what did you say something about the DC extended universe? Like you're into that world building. You want? I, yeah, you, I'm, I'm into that, and I can understand what they were trying to do with this movie, but the story itself failed to do it justice. So right, it just kind of it, it's it just leaves me with a sour taste in my mouth for the whole DC for the future of the whole DCU. Like, what do it you, does sour me for Wonder Woman? Like okay, so yeah, exactly. So the thing is, it's like the people say like they tried to do too much in this movie. And I feel like, yes, they did. I, I was going to disagree with that and be like, oh, Guardians of the Galaxy did it with all new characters. Yeah, but they did it well. Well, see, awesome. the, the difference is, though, is that the Guardians of the Galaxy feel very separated from the Marvel Universe. Cause it went and this feels forced, yeah. I know exactly, yeah. Yeah, so basically you're trying to establish all these different relationships and all these backstories in one movie that also has Batman – Joker, and then it, like, and then you're trying to also flesh out these other villains. It just felt like there was no balance, and it felt like nobody got like enough screen time. 
except for maybe Will Smith. I agree with that. And unlike Guardians, like in Guardians, you learn a lot about the characters just from just small moments and things the characters do. And I thought that was something that this movie was lacking. Like there were, other than for like Deadshot and maybe Harley, there really wasn't too many like ways to find out about these characters besides well, just the like, and every character talks i mean we've got yeah. groot like what do you need to know he yeah. just says i am groot what do you need to know yeah. now, now you knock him out of it now all you're down to is like uh, rocket drax quill and gamora yeah i mean you this movie it's like they've got this whole katana backstory which is very cool on its own but mm-hmm. when you put it in this movie the, yeah when you put it in this movie you don't get anything from it it's 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 kind of like in the back burner, man. It's like okay, she's got this really cool sword. We find out this one really cool line that like whoever killed her husband used this sword, and now her husband is trapped. His spirit is in the sword, and she talks to it every day. Right. We get one scene, and that is it. Yeah, she felt like an afterthought. Like, yes, I, I laughed when they introduced Katana. Well, why is she with them? Yeah, why right. is she? Why is she with Rick Flag? Yeah, they're just like, yeah. oh yeah, Katana's here too. Like, what the- what debt does she hold to Waller or? Rick Flag that she even needs to be there in the first place. Right. And yeah, that that the her talking to her sword felt very pigeonholed in and that was definitely one of the things I have a problem with too. Like I think if my my biggest issues are give me more backstory on these characters, especially Joker and Harley Quinn, which I felt pretty mm-hmm. cheated on. Yeah. And mm-hmm. give me less of the Enchantress Rick Flag love affair. I loved Rick Flag in this, and I was fucking really surprised at that. Yeah. I enjoyed his scene. Me too. Um, me too. Uh, him, him and Will Smith were fantastic. They were great. It was just the whole relationship with him and June Moon. Yeah. Which yeah. I do. You guys feel like like okay um, that they should have revealed her as the villain in this so early or do you think it would have been better as a mystery that we've got that one part where let me start off by saying this Mm -hmm. that when they first showed her turning into the enchantress the way she's got her hands down on the table that was a cool moment and the other hands come up and flip over i was like that is dope as fuck yeah (laughs) that (laughs) is cool i was like oh my god now we're in for a really cool character Mm -hmm. and it didn't turn into that i mean basically she turns into zool at the end of the movie yes and we get a ghostbusters ending Mm. okay Mm. i did not like that now what what i thought they could have done to make it a little bit more interesting is like the night that she disappears we don't see any of that Mm -hmm. we see none of that we just know that she like there's like joel kinnaman says something about like were you gone when he's in that room? Right. And she comes back and, like, maybe just leave it at that. Yeah, I think you're on to something. I maybe even have it to where June Moon, his girlfriend, has been kidnapped, and we as in the audience don't know yeah, that they're one and the same person. That's really good. You, you could have had somebody special kidnap him, which was the Joker. The yeah. Joker could have kidnapped her based on Harley telling him, like, look, they've got this fucking witch on the team. You know, and take, that would have been a boss way to tie everything together. Being the yeah, and getting her as a way to get Harley out as well, instead of what we got, which I felt was very cut up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's probably way more to that scene of him getting Harley out of there. You think with the Enchantress and her brother Incubus being gods, that they would have a better system set up as far as like where they keep their hearts right <laughs> yeah jesus yeah, really like like how do you misplace that and it gets in the hands you know what i mean like if you're in a temple and you're you've got your body hanging out there in the temple they're just like well you know what i think i'll put my heart on the shelf over here right 
and yeah, this decremental shelf. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but they did. Yeah, they never explain any. Wasn't of that. it fucked up when Amanda Waller's like her... stabbing it with a fucking pencil? Yeah, I was like, was whoa, what the up. fuck is? Whoa, <laughs> yeah. she's a fucking bitch. That she won the wall in the in the background too. What? Like, What's he up? Wasn't locked up or anything. like her brother. Wasn't he a statue on the wall that just was kind of like set up in the background? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He was played up by the villains, you know. Yeah, so, like you know, they don't sh- they don't tell you this, but it seems to me that you know, whenever that time period was, people eventually killed them somehow. Which again, like, how did they do that? And then cut them up and put them in these urns or whatever, and separated them from their hearts. Mm-hmm. And you're supposed to divulge all that from from that scene or whatever, but. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it was weak. I thought conceptually the way they the movie tried to explain the reasons behind creating the Suicide Squad came off as really flat too. Mm-hmm. Like Amanda Waller's trying to sell it as like, you know, what if Superman went bad? How would we stop him? But like it's never once believable that this team she assembles is a threat against Superman, right. or a Superman yeah. level type character. She- like, what's Harley going to hit Superman with a baseball bat? <laughs> yeah. They're going to throw a boomerang at Why him? is she on the fucking team to begin with? And also, like, she, Amanda Waller creates the problem by getting Enchantress on the team in the first place. Yeah. She's creating this problem. She's a horrible fucking director. That's a great team. point. It's a self-fulfilled prophecy, Terrible basically. Team manager. Yeah. So that that really bothered me, just the, like the whole explanation of why they need to be just seemed kind of silly. I have a huge problem with a character that I thought was going to be one of my favorites, uh, Diablo. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, they really tried to flesh out his character. They, I think they failed. And the reason I think they failed is there's this – we find out that he killed his family, mm-hmm. okay? And now he's in jail. And he will not – he's basically gone all zen, and he, he he's vowed no more violence. I'm done with it. He's old man Logan. But in the meantime, after he killed his family, you think that would be when he would have this vow of, like, <laughs> of peace and harmony. But while he's in the prison, he fucking flames up <laughs> and destroys, like, 30 men out in the yard. Right. right? Yeah. He, like – and so that that's what makes him uh, you think what made him would make him change is the fact that he fucking killed his wife and kids. Yeah. But he's ah oh, one more that's time won't hurt. All the people he played go fish with are dead now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you can't take that back. There was there was there was no reason for him to kill all those people. And and like <laughs> no, it was to show a really cool video. Yeah. To, you know, oh, look at his powers. Well, show some show something that he was doing before he made he went to prison. Right. His vow of peace and <laughs> not hurting people should have been like after he killed his family and his kids. Right. Not after he just kills a bunch of like fucking prisoners. That right. is the dumbest thing ever. They're just trying to show that, oh, he can wipe out an entire prison yard, but they didn't need to do that. Well, he could have wiped, they could have showed old footage of him wiping out other gang members. Oh, yeah. You've got yeah. fucking tattoos. Speaking of tattoos. Mm-hmm. When did the Joker's tattoos really come into play in we, this movie? They made a big fucking deal about them. <laughs> we don't know. Mm. <laughs> he put his hand over his face one fucking time. Yeah. Yeah. Get, he put his hand on someone else's face one time. Mm-hmm. On that note, can we talk about uh, – I, I, I hate to bring this up so early, but the, the Joker torture scene of Harley Quinn. Oh, jeez. Why? 
Mm. She was already gaga about him. It was already obvious. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't need to fucking torture her to right. for any reason whatsoever. She would have done whatever he wanted. She helped him break out from what, unless I missed the plot, which was possible <laughs> because of the editing, she she was the reason that he was able to break out no, in the first she place. She was the one who did it. So yeah. why the fuck is he torturing her? Was he he wasn't scary at all, was he? No, he could no, have been. Not at all. I think he could have been, and I think the Monster T common scene is hints at that, and I think the Harley Quinn scene is is hints at that. But because of what they cut out or whatever, it doesn't make sense. It was a cookie cutter version of what the Joker was supposed to fucking be, as well as Harley mm-hmm. Quinn. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that was just ah, that's why this isn't a high tasted for me. It's a taste because I enjoyed fucking Will Smith, Margot Robbie, Viola Davis, and Rick Flagg. I wasn't the I was not a big fan of Margot Robbie in this one. Oh, I loved Margot Robbie. Yeah, I, I You didn't you didn't like her either, huh? She wasn't the greatest. What about you, Luther? Uh, she was alright. I was kinda hoping for more of a Brooklyn accent that we never got, so hmm. accents, yeah, accents aside, I think the lines that they gave her were I don't know, man. She just didn't have like cool moments. Like when I watch a movie, I, I want there, I want there, like, I should, like, walk away from that movie and, and be fucking, like, jazzed about the fucking fun moments in that movie. And I, I, the only time I walked away from, the, like, like, uh, when, when she fucking used the, uh, katana blade at the end of the movie, mm-hmm. I, I saw it a mile away. I was just like, I'm, uh, this is not impressing me at all. Right. But, like, uh, I love the Deadshot stuff. Every, all the fun moments with Deadshot. They're just for character moments, man. The, like, I loved the bar scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The bar scene was fantastic. And I kept thinking to myself, that is David Ayer. That is the director that I loved in mm. Fury. Because that is the dinner scene. That's the dinner scene in Fury. When all these characters come together and they have this fucking moment. Right. That's the dinner scene in Fury, and he did it there in that bar scene in Suicide Squad. I was just like, this is awesome. There was one moment in that bar scene that really rubbed me the wrong way. It was when, um, what is his name, Rick Flagg tells them that they don't have to do the job anymore, mm-hmm. and Boomerang mm-hmm. just slams his drink down and leaves. And then comes back but later. But as soon as we cut to the <laughs> slow hero walking like trope scene, he just joins right back up with him with no explanation whatsoever. Right. Yeah. And I thought that was dumb as fuck. Yeah, but I thought, like, I pretty much thought that, like, all the interactions in the bar scene were pretty good for the most part. It's one of my favorite yeah. scenes. Yeah. It seemed like there was a lot more to that scene because there were shots and lines in the trailer that happened in the scene that the, didn't even happen in the movie. She asked Diablo, what will you be drinking? And he's like, water. And she's like, that never happened in the actual movie. Right. Yeah. She's like, all of them in the trailer they show are giving everyone what their drink of choice is. And right. Right. Think, so I wonder how much editing that scene went through. Luther, what did you think about the Joker in this one? We, yeah, let's talk about the Joker. Yeah. Luther. I think we lost Luther. We lost a Lou. All right. We're down a Lou. <laughs> let's stop, and we'll, we'll get Luther back. We'll be right back. We're down a Lou. Greetings, Leftover Army. Pop Culture Leftovers is the people's podcast. They're always looking for new writers and YouTube reviewers to join the team because they themselves aren't talented enough to write them. In all honesty, they're not even sure Frank can read. But their listeners can. So send your reviews to popcultureleftovers at gmail.com and if the leftovers like it, they'll contact you and you could see your article featured on popcultureleftovers.com. Thank you. Oh yeah. Leftover Army. You should follow The Leftovers on Instagram at instagram.com slash popcultureleftovers and on Tumblr 
at popcultureleftovers2.tumblr.com. If you get a few shots of vodka in you, it's almost as sexy as my voice. That's gangster. All right. Hey, welcome back. Uh, Luther, you're back with us, man. Yes, I am. Sorry, I went kind of fucking Iron Man robot on you. No, it, it, it really wasn't that. It was like, I, I was like, hey, Luther, what did you think about the Joker? And then we just sat here and waited. <laughs> I like to keep people on eggshells, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it worked. So uh, now well, let me, let me ask you. Let me ask the question again because it worked the first time. Maybe it'll get rid of you this time. <laughs> Finally. <Maybe> forget. <laughs> no, uh, what did you think about the Joker in this movie, Jared Leto? Um, I think that the Joker that we got was a watered-down version of what we could have gotten. Um, I don't know if it's because of you know studio reshoots or whatever. We only saw the Joker really get dark in that common scene that once. Um, I yeah, yeah, but when you com- when you compare that common scene to the Heath Ledger magic trick scene, <laughs> oh, there's no fucking you, you can't really compare the two. It's like comparing fucking Red Bull with fucking you know water. <laughs> am, Great analogy. Am, am I am I being am I being should 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 I should people just fucking get on my ass about comparing those scenes though? No, because. Can't the Joker do? Can't the Joker do more shocking things mm. to surprise us? The Joker can do more shocking things, and I think that he probably did. So I think in reshoots they they've taken all that out, and what we've got is this kind of, eh, he's Joker and eh, he's creepy, but he's you know not anywhere close to being as good as Heath Ledger. You think we lost Scary Joker and what we took out of the Joker? You think that's what some of the stuff they? I kind of think so. Yeah. Hmm. I'd really be interested to know what was up with those Joker scenes that we're not going to see. I, I think you're absolutely on, on, on the button on that. I mean, I, I think we, we obviously saw stuff in the trailers that was left out for the Joker. Mm-hmm. And I think the common scene was obviously cut mm-hmm. from what really yeah. happened. I mean, they basically didn't show anything as far as what he did to him. They didn't show anything as far as what he did to Griggs, the, uh, the guard at the prison who was mm-hmm. asking for it the whole fucking time. Yeah. And yeah. we get no payoff except him, like, giving him a talking to. We see none of what <laughs> happens to him. Right. We, we have no idea what happened to him. Right. And uh, I, I think that is cut. I think it's uh, glaringly well, cut. The, okay, let's look at this. Let's, let's, try, let's talk about this because Jared Leto says, yes, there were things that are cut out of this film. Mm. But on the flip side, you've got David Ayer coming out and saying, no, this is, this is my cut. Okay. This is not the theater cut. This is my cut. And it makes me think to myself, like, and I've got that quote. I can read it if you want to. But David Ayer, in an interview, said that this is my cut. There's nothing more to it. There might be 10 more minutes of footage that has been taken out. Hmm. But it sounded like the interviews that Leto had where he was kind of upset with this, it sounds like there's a lot more Joker that we did not get to see. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but- yeah, it's it's really disappointing because I mean Leto is fully capable of delivering a good, scary, crazy Joker. Mm-hmm. So to get what we got was just I, I just couldn't help but be very disappointed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for him to like say and for us to know that he put so much into this character that he was in character mm-hmm. the whole time, mm-hmm. and we only got you know five to ten minutes of him on screen. Right. Uh, yeah. And it's not even good five to ten minutes, you know. It's just kind of a watered down, like you said. It's a watered down, yeah. I mean, I, I, I gotta say, I enjoyed his Joker, but I, mm-hmm. I feel cheated by his Joker as well. I think he gave us great hints at what he could have done and what they could have done with the story for him. Mm. Like I said, more of his backstory with Harley would have been nice. 
Um, more more of, of him being psychotic around Harley instead of a torture scene that didn't make sense. Show us more of that abusive side of him because it's there. I mean, again, even in some of the shots we saw early on, he's slapping the shit out of her in one scene. Mm-hmm. We don't see that at all. You're right. You're right. Uh, so you're absolutely right. There's a scene where they're next to his uh, sports car. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he slaps her. Just boom. And yeah. then that never that was uh, that that never made it to the final this cut. Yeah, and it, it seems to me that because they wanted to play more of. Their good, the positive sides of their relationship, they didn't, they took out a lot of the dark side of, of their relationship. I didn't walk out of this with any memorable Joker moments. Mm-hmm. Nothing that I can look back on and be like, man, I cannot wait to see that part again. Right. There yeah. was really not, like, like looking back at it, just be like, oh my God, wow, what a great Joker performance. I felt like it was muddled. I, I, I man, this, and I love Jared Leto. Yeah. I really do. I loved him in Dow- Dallas Buyers Club. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think this guy, he was in uh, Chapter 27. Um, that movie was fantastic. I mean, this guy's really talented, and I felt like if anybody's going to... love the guy's commitment, you know? Absolutely. He's very committed to his characters, and I felt like that's why he kind of feels cheated here, because he's like, man, you know, you're only showing people maybe, like, you know, 50% of really what I did, and right. uh, where's the rest of it? I agree. Where's I mean, the Joker in that awesome trench coat, too? That yeah. silvery trench coat. Never saw that scene. The laugh we hear in the trailer is scarier than anything that happens in the movie. I mean, getting anal beads in the mail from the guy is scarier than anything <laughs> we saw in the movie. Right. So, uh, yeah. Mm. Yeah, I just... And, and, and the, the whole... Um, the whole uh, Harley Quinn going into the vat and explaining, you know, okay, how come they're... You know, they look like fucking clowns. Mm-hmm. Again, that didn't, like... She was more than willing to do whatever he said in that scene, but there was no, like, again, that harkens back to the torture scene. Why is she so willing to do this? And it seems like she never even went through that process at Mm -hmm. that point. It seems like a totally, like, before that ever happened kind of scene. You are so right. You know what? Let me throw this out there. There should have been more of the uh, Silence of the Lambs relationship between her and him. Make this, yeah. Do do you think that? Like, I'm thinking they shouldn't have done it in this movie. I'm thinking they should have done it in the Batman solo film. If anybody can do the psychological thriller, that directing a psychological thriller, I'm thinking Ben Affleck is up to that, up to that task. Yeah, yeah. I agree. It, it makes it harder to do such a thing now with what we've seen here. Yes. Like I think you described it better in pre- in previous episodes of kind of predicting how the Suicide Squad movie would be, yeah, and describing a relationship where Harley is in love with the Joker, but yet at the same time scared of him. Yes, and I I mean I remember you getting me excited about this movie, talking about when the Joker shows up, Harley's going to be like, oh shit, yes. there he's here, yeah. he's here, and everything, yeah. and it's like they just blew their wad on that. We didn't get any of that. I thought that that going in, I thought that their relationship would have been on the rocks, yeah. and I thought like. They, they, like she actually wanted to be in prison because she wanted to get away from him. You know what I mean? Right. But on the flip side, yes, she still loves him. Yeah. But no, you know what I mean? Just back. But it was all about this really weird romance, mm-hmm. and the psychological stuff wasn't there. Like, she was still whole hog into the Joker. Exactly. Exactly. And Jay, you're absolutely right. You make up. You make some great fucking points today. As far as like, she's all in. Yeah. Like From the there's no reason to torture her. <laughs> no, no. But, but but had they made their reason for him to torture her, that would have been more interesting. Yeah, that would have been more interesting. And yet 
the movie gets cut down so much and the editing is so weird and the pacing so weird that we never get that. And it's just like, okay, let's just keep this story going. Right. And, and I would also say about the Joker, I mean, the, the other scene that we get with him in his like apartment complex mm-hmm. where he's surrounded by weapons and, and, and it's like, why? Are you afraid of Batman? Yeah. Like, it's not addressed as to why he's held up in this apartment with all these weapons. They just wanted to create that cool overhead shot. It, felt like, um, it was a cool overhead shot. The only thing that was missing was him lighting something and then you seeing, like, a Joker smile and flames. Like, we get that crow scene. Yeah, 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 yeah. true. That's true. the only thing missing from that. But it's it's cool. It's cool on one hand to have him so infatuated with somebody when he, like... You know, obviously is so nihilistic that he's willing to just kill anybody, but mm-hmm. not her. That's fine. I'm cool with that. But I'm not cool with her just being so wholeheartedly into it all the time. Mm-hmm. There's no, there's no payoff for that. And, and they could have done so much more with her being like, yeah, I've got to be with this squad to get the fuck away from this guy because I know as soon as I see him, I'm going to go right back to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it made her a weaker character because of that. Yeah. I, I agree. Yeah. And I didn't get the Joker's plan with Harley. Like, he goes through all the trouble of shutting Mm. her chip off and then shows up to get her in the helicopter. And then, like, he has no plan B. He's got a great plan A. Yeah, plan A is fantastic. (laughs) But there's no plan B. Like, the minute it's second, it starts going sour. He just pushes her out the fucking helicopter (laughs) and takes off. He's fucked. Like, oh, I I didn't know there was going to be any opposition. I'm out of here. Right. (laughs) That was a really weird scene to me that I just did not even understand. I don't know. Or or even for her to be, like, on the squad to make him jealous or something. Something to fuck with him psychologically because he's fucked with her so Mm -hmm. much. And doing the dead shot stuff maybe more more of that would have made more sense and mm-hmm. would have been a better story and making him more of the protagonist than than the enchantress being she could have been like the reason the team got together but he could have been the fucking wild card like he's supposed to be and, and the reason why the team the, what the team ultimately has to fight against at, in the end would they have been dropping fucking science. <laughs> <laughs> I think that would have been cooler I don't know I'm just saying yeah I agree I agree They're, they could have done a lot more with the Joker I mean I would have rather seen a more focus on him as the villain than that crazy fucking shit we saw at the end of this movie yeah like the, the fucking Ghostbusters scene as Brian called oh it. god oh god that was total Ghostbusters it was, it was ridiculous it was bad it was so <laughs> bad and Harley is like a character like to the team was just kind of worthless to me it's like oh thank god Harley's back with her baseball bat to fight these mm. interdimensional bad guys to save Rick Flag. basically yeah. she saved Rick Flag twice yeah <laughs> And and that was like the only reason that she was like important really. I mean you you had other heavy hitters on that team that could have easily done way more than she did. But for some reason, yeah, and like, yeah, and like, why was she doing so well? She's just 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 a human being. Well, the the military's bullets weren't taking out these creatures, but when Deadshot would shoot them, it would take them out. Mm-hmm. And when Harley would hit them with a bat, mallet, it would take them out or yeah. bat or whatever. Right. It would take them out. It was just like the military was having like no luck with those creatures. No. <laughs> and they looked really weird up close. <laughs> yeah. those creatures were kind of fucked. They up. looked like when you blow a straw into chocolate milk. <laughs> the bubbles. And it was like, yeah. <laughs> I, I kept thinking like they looked like, uh, if, uh, remember Floam? Oh yeah, <laughs> they, kind of, they kind of look like flum to me. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. <laughs> but but none of, none of you guys like absolutely hated the Joker, am I right? Like you you still want to see more of the Joker? I want to see him under a different director. Yeah. I want to see this Joker under Affleck. There's possibilities. Yeah, there, there's movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm 
I'm over it already. Are you? Yeah. I, yeah. yeah. I don't need to see tattoo Jared Letter. <laughs> Jared Letter. Letter. <laughs> letter. Letterer. Yeah, I, I don't care anymore. I'm wow. just soured on the whole thing. Ah. Uh. I still enjoyed what I what I got, but at the same time, like I said, cheated. Yeah, I'm just I'm also getting kind of sick of just like this whole thing that we're in. We're like, well, just wait until we get these Jeff Johns movies going, right? Yeah, and, yeah. and uh, I, I can understand. I still am looking forward to Wonder Woman, um, but I can understand your point, Jake. Where it's like, well, yeah, yeah, fool me, fool me once. Yeah, you know. I mean, I think the Wonder Woman trailer looked great too, but so did I. The Suicide Squad. So I thought trailer. Suicide Squad. I, I I come back and I'm thinking to myself, man, goddamn it, fucking uh, David Ayer knows how to cut a great trailer. Yeah, and I felt like the music in the actual movie was pretty bad for the most part. Oh, the music was terrible. In my little bullet point notes, I put asshole music. <laughs> well, <laughs> the action scenes were really bad. Mm-hmm. Yes. Am I? I mean, like, You're correct. We, we kept hearing about the amazing elevator scene with with margot robbie where she does her own stunts yeah she basically kills one or two villains two. yeah yeah in that elevator scene and it doesn't last that long i was just thinking to myself okay that's great that she did her own stunt there she crawled on she walked on the ceiling and killed him and shit and i was just like but man that like <laughs> i guess if we are going to compare if we have to compare it to the captain america elevator scene I, Captain America just oh he wins destroys yeah. her yeah but yeah and again like where where does she get these abilities it's not it's not explained at all like That's, why she's such a great fighter she's yes. a fucking psychiatrist I totally agree yeah she's a fucking psychiatrist so yeah. where did she learn how to fight yeah she's yeah. also apparently a quick change artist because like we have that scene when they give her her fucking like costume to put on yeah and the next thing you know we cut to like her hair went from blonde to completely done up in the style of the rest of the movie <laughs> yeah. it's like those dye jobs take hours she was able to do that in like a 10 minute jump cut scene yeah. like that, i don't know why but that just really bothered she me. used kool-aid yeah. <laughs> yeah there you go it was good dye too because she got super wet later on and it was still standing in there and totally everything. fine yeah <laughs> oh man jake when you say that margot robbie got super wet <laughs> wow all right i need to take a break guys i'll be right back yeah. there you go oh that's hilarious i agree with you guys on the action sequences though um one part it really bothered me was when we have the flashback where batman is chasing the joker and harley yeah and it's like all right here we go i i love a good car chase sequence you know and nolan did him so well in his batman movies yeah and in this movie we just jump cut to fucking Joker and Harley driving into the fucking river. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah. it's, it's filmed like a fucking MTV music video where we don't have time to show any of the action. We just have to jump cut to how things are going to end up. And I felt like gypped. I was like, no car chase sequence at all here. We're just right to the fucking river. Yeah. It was fucking stupid. You don't even really see Batman being a threat on the car. Like, I, I feel like that's again another thing we saw we saw bits and pieces of before the movie ever came out and it, it wasn't in it. Yeah. Not one cool Joker or Batman gadget in a car chase. Sequence. No. Like mm. uh, just the whole thing really fell flat to me. And Joker didn't even seem to give a fuck that he was on the car in the first place. No. He just <laughs> about driving, you know what I mean? Yeah. Around the next corner, you know, the next flash scene, right? And somehow he got away in this big river 
Like, where did he go? <laughs> He's not like Are that good of a swimmer. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I don't, but I did, I did like the, the, one of the big Harley, Harley Quinn scenes I liked was when she was in the water on the car and she takes a fucking jab at him. I'm like, that's fucking Harley Quinn. Yeah. She's playing dead and he's going to rescue her and she's like, oh, fuck you. Mm-hmm. I, I thought got, that was pretty cool. I got a little bit of a jump from that moment. Yeah. That I was, mean, that was one of the more well done filmed shots, I thought. Yeah. I, I, I honestly, I, I just felt like we're, we're talking talking about an established Batman, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And it felt like Batman had no relationship or past relationship with Harley and the Joker. And I, I felt like that's part of the problem that you're running into when you're using Ben Affleck as a fucking cameo right. in a movie is you can't really deepen that that past relationship. I felt like this these scenes would have been better served in a Batman solo film. Yeah. Uh, where we could learn about past their like, you know, their past history together and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. I thought it would have made more sense for um Amanda Waller to say we're creating the team because of vig- vigilantes like Batman and we, we want to have control on like having no control over Batman. Yeah, but you're not going to control Superman. What are you talking yeah, about? You, rather than, yeah, exactly. Rather <laughs> than we're creating this team to combat Superman. Your whole team's going to die except Enchantress maybe not Superman. Not Superman. They're saying like what, we're lucky that he – we're lucky that Superman was on our side but what about the next superhuman, the next metahuman that isn't? Yeah. Right, right. But yeah, if you're saying that the next metahuman is on the level of Superman, there is nobody on this team that you've put together that would be able to put down Superman except for maybe Enchantress maybe. because Superman in the comics has always had a problem with magic. Yes. Well, that's where you end it. That's where you end it, mm-hmm. okay? You don't need anybody else. You don't need Killer Croc. You don't need <laughs> no. Di- you don't need Diablo. No, you don't need. You definitely don't need fucking uh, Rick Flag and uh, Boom. You don't need Boomerang at all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't. I, what's Boomerang gonna do <laughs> against Superman? Boomerang. Throw his pink unicorn at him. Yeah, what the fuck was that? <laughs> I, I, I kept thinking, when he kept showing, when they showed the unicorn, I, keep think, I kept thinking, Deadpool did it first, dude. <laughs> yeah. 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 Mm, literally. For sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, he was another character I felt extremely cheated on because I feel like, you know, again, like, he could have had more moments with Katana, mm. for instance. I think those moments were kind of funny. Yeah. Give me more of that and then build Katana's character up at the same time by interacting with Boomerang. So is it – hey, Luther, I'm going to ask Luther and then I'm going to ask Jay this. Yes, sir. Is, was, is there a good movie in here somewhere? Somewhere is there a good movie in here or or – is it beyond I think beyond repair? There is that's why I want to go back and see it a second time just to make sure that you know did I see these things that were that shitty? Like was it that disjointed? Was the Joker was the Joker storyline just like a tagged on kind of thing in the grand scheme of things? Like I just want to make sure you know. I think that somewhere there is a good movie in there somewhere though. What do you think, Jay? I yeah. want to know what you think. Yeah, I, I absolutely think it could have been could have been way better than it was. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I, I would say the same thing about Batman Superman. I think again, there was a good story in there, but somebody got their hands involved. And, and I know Ayers saying this is his cut. I don't necessarily believe that. With how much we heard about reshoots and all this shit, trying to make it a different movie, I think I think the movie that was that was supposed to be was already there, and I think it mm-hmm. got cut the fuck out. Well, this is. Hold on. Let me read David Ayer's quote here. Yeah. He was talking to Collider. He said, there's definitely over 10 minutes of deleted material on the forthcoming home video release. 
but this cut of the movie, this cut of the movie is my cut. Hmm. There's no sort of parallel universe version of the movie. The released movie is my cut. And that's one of the toughest things about writing, shooting, and directing a film is you end up with these orphans and you fucking love them and you think they'd be amazing scenes and they do these amazing things but the film is a dictatorship dictatorship not a democracy and just because something's cool and charismatic doesn't mean it gets to survive in the final cut the flow of the movie is the highest master Hmm. well i don't agree with him saying that the flow of this movie is the highest master i felt like Mm-hmm. There wasn't the the flow didn't work for me, and you know what? If people watch this movie and if you loved it, more power to you. I just when I watched this movie, I just kept being taken out of it with certain things. I mean, as much as I loved Boomerang, not Boomerang, uh, <laughs> Deadshot. <laughs> wanted to love Boomerang as much as I loved Amanda Waller, as much as I loved Rick Flag, and as much as I loved Deadshot. Um, they aren't. There's more to this movie for me not to enjoy. Unfortunately, yeah, I, I think like I just I don't necessarily believe the guy. I, I feel like he knows damn well. That Will Smith and Viola Davis and and Rick Flagg and them carried – they're the reason people are going to want to see this again. And they're the reason people are going to give it some praise. But I don't think it has anything to do with the pacing. And this guy knows what he's fucking talking about. So I I think he's just trying to defend something so, you know, to kind of combat the backlash in this case. I don't believe that for a second, that he thinks that that's the driving force, is that his editing was a good deal and the flow of it is the main thing he's focused on. Because it wasn't there. It, it was it was choppy. It was like taking a ride on a boat, and it's choppy as fuck. That's it what it feels felt like. like. It feels like when you get down to the wire and you do these reshoots so late that even though reshoots are done, it feels like now now that these these are studio demanded reshoots. Yeah, mm-hmm. see, I, and, I was going to talk about that. David Ayer is still standing mm-hmm. by that. Mm-hmm. That is not the case. Like he's still like I took a screenshot of this tweet where he's talking about the Suicide Squad reshoots were not for humor. That is silly. When a studio loves your movie and asks what else you want, you go for it as a director. Hashtag more action. So I mean, do you buy David Ayer at, at his word there that there was no production mm, interference on those reshoots? I mean, I just he's still defending that case. I find that crazy. No, and I feel like when you do those reshoots and then you try to shoehorn them into this movie, I feel like this is what you get. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard not to believe all the articles, including Nerdist and a bunch of other well known, you know, people saying that they went they saw that trailer, they saw the tone of the trailer, they saw the cut of the movie they had, and they wanted those two things to try to mesh more closer. Right. They were more impressed by the way the trailer park people cut that trailer than they were with the final product they had. Right. And they tried to make A connected to B. Yeah. Make that trailer this movie. Yeah. And then that's where that's where it all fell apart. It is where it all fell apart. So it's it's yeah. crazy. And I, and I got to say, like, uh, <clears throat> I almost brought this up on the porch, but I want to bring it up on the show. Like, yeah. That's one of the reasons that I need to go rewatch Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. Because Guardians of the Galaxy did it, <clears throat> and the trailers accentuated what what they already did. Mm-hmm. And seeing this movie and having it take so many cues from Guardians of the Galaxy and not – not they basically did the exact opposite. They make killer trailers, but not a killer movie. Mm-hmm. And so now I want to go rewatch Guardians of the Galaxy because I think that was absolutely the template for this movie and what DC wants to do 
with, with their future projects. And I think that's a good, I think that in itself is a good thing, but it was very unsuccessful because the movie was already, I think the movie was already done. What we had was already a finished product and it was a darker product. And I think it still had humor too. I'm not saying that wasn't there. Yeah. Right. It was too late for such a gigantic tonal shift. Yeah. I, I agree with that. And it's it's not doing this movie any favors to be compared so closely to Guardians of the Galaxy. This movie no. had a lot of no. jokes followed up by another joke. Yes. Yeah. Like they didn't trust the original joke enough. Mm-hmm. And it felt very much like uh, Paul Feig's Ghostbusters. Yeah. Uh, to me, I felt like some of Paul Feig's Ghostbusters, like like his jokes were just like, oh, I'm going to tell a joke. And then another character tells a joke. Mm-hmm. And then another character tells a joke. They just can't like give you like that – that first joke and just let it linger no, no. and let it hang there. It's got to be rapid fire jokes. And so I don't like that a lot. Right. Like I like it when it's done with uh, like, I loved it in Deadpool because uh, uh, hold on. You're, you're talking to, you've got Ryan Reynolds working with TJ Miller, right? Who is a master at ad living. Yeah. And that character, it makes so much more sense too. Sure. Deadpool should tell four jokes on top of each other. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, it well, just fell out of place here. And you're getting T.J. Miller. Like, this guy is known for ad-libbing. Yes. That, I mean, that he does that on the set of Silicon Valley all the time. He do, That's what he's done in every gig he's ever done. Like, they just let this guy go with it. That's like like The League, that mm-hmm. TV show. They let those mm-hmm. guys, like, half of – same thing with Curb Your Enthusiasm. Mm-hmm. Like, basically, like, they know what the show's going to be about, and they just let those guys go. Yes. They let them go. They they try – like, the the woman that, the, that played Larry David's wife. She was from the Groundlings. Yeah, I mean, they know they trust these people, mm-hmm. but in the in these movies, it felt like it was one joke after the other after the other. Like they didn't trust the first one. Right. I don't know. Did and you? Most did you, of them fell flat. I completely agree with you. Yeah. That it, it was like I wanted this to be a lighter, funnier movie. Yeah. But I I really never found myself laughing once. Mm-hmm. I, I think at one point I mildly chuckled when they first showed Boomerang's pink unicorn, <laughs> and that was about the extent of me having really any laughter in I this had movie. A couple laughs at Harley. A couple. Yeah. But n- not that many. Yeah. And Killer Croc was basically nothing but laugh. Oh, I guess I did laugh at Killer Croc, yeah. but that wasn't the kind of laughter they were going for. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was nothing but jokes about himself the whole time. And I, I did kind of like I, – I do like this Killer Croc more so than the comic book version. I thought he was always a very flat character, and I like that he has a little more personality here. You know, he's got style and personality, and there's stuff that he likes or doesn't like. He's not so animalistic as he is in the comic books. But mm, he, I like that better. Killer Croc should be scarier and more animalistic. If you're talking like Christopher Nolan Batman, yeah, I want I want a scary Killer Croc. But if we're talking this new universe, I, I kind of want a little more a different Killer Croc. No, man, I, I'm, I'm with Jake, man. I, I can imagine like uh, like like you you've already given so many different. You've already got so many fucking different characters. In this, that it needed a Groot. It, yeah. it needed a Groot. Like I can imagine, just like a scene of where, like, they are like they're walking around, and you know, all of a sudden, like uh, Rick Flag turns around, and Killer Croc is maybe a little too close to him, <laughs> and just scares the shit out of right, him. Right, right. Something like that. Like Jesus, dude, you can't do that. You right. cannot walk up on somebody that close, man. Look at you. Yeah. You know, and that, that, something like that. I think that's funny. I agree. That character needed to feel like an animal on a leash. Like that's. <laughs> <laughs> that's the way they built it in. You know, they put that chip in it. 
in his head to control him, and <laughs> yeah. he just, I don't know. He was do, you, just, do you think they lightened him up, too? Yeah. I mean, do you think they lightened him up on mm. purpose? Yes. I think he was one of the most needless characters. Like, I think this movie would have been of service to not even have included that character. Mm-hmm. If this was how they were going to go about it, like he served zero purpose to the story. But he swam underwater. <laughs> <laughs> that he did. You know, uh, let me ask you this: mm-hmm. Did uh, Eastwood's character like blow himself up when he lit that bomb up? Because you know, under the Enchantress, he's swimming under there and basically presses the button, and then it blows up immediately. Yeah, I believe he did blow himself. Up. <laughs> make any sense they either. are the suicide squad Jay. <laughs> it's almost like they didn't want to make killer croc that character that blew himself up and they put eastwood in there instead yeah i, I don't know it just felt it felt like man why did he blow himself up that wasn't earned he didn't give a fuck about this team right no. <laughs> I, I agree i agree with that hey what, what are you thinking luther man I, th- I feel like you're chomping at the bit to say something here chief uh, I think that when you were talking about the jokes, uh, a lot of the jokes in this movie don't land, and I think that's the thing. They tell jokes through this movie, and they pepper it with laughter, but when the jokes don't land, it's kind of like, what's the point? Mm-hmm. Mm, I completely agree. I tell uh, you, I no, I'll, can I tell you what did land for me, though? Can I tell you what landed for me, Luther? When, Di- when Diablo said that we're, that we're a family. <laughs> No, I, I thought the next scene was going to be all the, them all sitting around eating at Olive Garden because when you're there, you're family. Am I right? You know what I mean? I thought they were all going to fucking sit down at Olive Garden and get the fucking tour of Italy and shit. You know what I mean? No, man. It, it, they tried. No, it's a complete ripoff of fucking Guardians of the Galaxy where that he where he says, we are Groot. Yeah. And, they, and they tried to do it with Diablo, and I felt like none of it was earned. None of it was earned. There was that amazing scene. And, and yeah, fuck you if you don't – if you know, it's, Seriously, people are going to be all fucking pissy that I'm comparing this to Guardians of the Galaxy. And fuck you, I don't give a fucking shit. I will fucking compare it. It's impossible not to. I will fucking compare it. And I'm going to say this right fucking now. There's that awesome scene with Rocket and Groot and Drax when everything is just in shambles. And they all connect, and you fucking see Drax pet Rocket's head and shit. Oh, I love that scene. Mm-hmm. That's the scene that was missing in Suicide Squad for Diablo to say that we're family. At least give me that a scene fun. when they're in fucking yeah. Olive Garden. Something. <laughs> yeah. But there's nothing. And I'm sorry. There's nothing there. There's nothing to get him to that point to say that they're family. No. no, the team, as far as the movie wants to tell us, is pretty much still scared of him as a character. Like they, they never, it's never acceptance of Diablo. They're, they're almost scared mm-hmm. of the power he holds, and they never really give us anything else to like hold on to with that character. What did you guys think of Incubus? Oh God, <laughs> total waste of time. Total waste of time. Looks stupid. Fucking di- served very little purpose except for Diablo to do what he did at the end. I felt like that was the only reason he was even in this movie was for them to do some CGI bullshit with with Diablo and make him heroic. I thought that he actually kind of looked kind of cool when they didn't show his fucking face uh, from yeah, behind. Yeah, from behind when yeah. they showed him in the subway. That was kind of cool. I thought that was cool when they did they did the overhead shot and he's destroying all the militaries like you know uh, cars and shit like that. I thought that was actually kind of cool. It's when they showed his face, man. Yeah. It, it felt like I don't know. It felt like do you remember Lawnmower Man? Yes. Oh yeah. 
Do you remember the look of the virtual lawnmower man? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. It felt like they yeah. put that face on him. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, man, that face just does not, it's not working. <laughs> no. Right. With that oh mouth expression. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, they, I think they could have done the same thing they did with Incubus, but with Enchantress. Are you it, talking about the 90s band Incubus? No. <laughs> no. But, it's a part in me yeah. while I burst <laughs> into flames. <laughs> I've had enough of the world. What? Surprised they didn't use that song. <laughs> they should have. <laughs> but they, they could have made Enchantress more of a threat, at least, even though I think she shouldn't have been the fucking main villain. They could have made her more of a threat by excluding Incubus and making her the one that's fucking doing all that shit. It's not like they were like at the government being like, oh, that's that's that dude, or we know who that is. They didn't know who the fuck he was or what it was. Everything was so, like perfect with Enchantress 2 as far as the June stuff. It was like there was no threat to June. Like the threat should have been if we take out Enchantress, we're killing my girlfriend too. Oh, but, fuck. But there was like none of that. No, yeah. well obviously at the end, no. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was super happy storybook ending. Yeah. You know, no matter what. We're stabbing her heart with a pen and she's, you know, his girlfriend's going to be just fine at the end of all that. Yeah, and, and that's another reason I have a hard time believing Air because I have a hard time believing like he wanted that cookie cutter bullshit shit storyline in there i just in the first place i don't necessarily believe that i think like do you, you said do you, think, do you think this is more than what david Ayer could take on i mean his last movie was pretty much uh tailor-made i mean it's like a world war ii tank movie yeah here you go world war ii tanks here's brad pitt have at it <laughs> yeah and in this movie warner brothers is like all right you know what we've got to get caught up we have got to get caught up with marvel they've been making these movies since 2008 with iron man they've been doing individual movies and giving up these movies for the past like uh what is it like uh, eight years now. Yeah. We've got eight years worth of movies. How many movies deep are we? 13? How many? I don't even know. That's correct. Civil War, I believe, is the 13th movie. We're 13 movies deep. This is their third movie. Yeah. Hold on, Jay. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. Listen to me here. I want you to hear what I'm saying. This is what they wanted David Ayer. David Ayer, in my opinion, is a fantastic director. I agree. I agree. You watch Fury. Yeah. Oh, my God. You know what I mean? If somebody came up to mm-hmm. me and they said, hey, hey, Brian, can you recommend a World War II movie about tanks? The first movie that's going to come out of my fucking mouth is going to be Fury, number one, because I don't know any others, (laughs) and number two, because it's a fucking awesome movie. Right, yeah. But let me throw this out there. They come to David Ayer, and they say, David Ayer, what we want you to do is we want you to introduce the Suicide Squad. Okay, cool. All right. Okay. How many people do you want in the team? All right. Whoa, whoa. Okay. All right. Hey, that's fine. I worked with an ensemble cast on Fury. I worked with, hell, I worked with fucking Shia LaBeouf. I can handle anything. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking throw Leto at me. I got I got fucking Shia LaBeouf fucking not bathing and ripping his teeth out of his goddamn fucking head on set. I can I can deal with Leto. Fuck it, let's do this. Oh, we you oh you want Joker in this too? Oh shit. Oh, that's probably one of the most complex characters ever. Mm-hmm. Are you sure you want to do this? Okay, all right, Joker, Joker it is. <laughs> Wait, whoa, whoa, Batman? You want hold hold the fuck? You want me to put Batman in this too? Oh. But okay, so Joker's the villain, right? I can focus on him as the villain. No, what? 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 what no. <laughs> no, you, you, and, and, hold, hold on, Enchantress, Incubus, the nineties band. <laughs> Whoa, who's Amanda Waller? Wait, I, slow down. So I, I got to get a pad of paper. Yeah. I, like, it gets, like they. I think that they gave him way too much. 
yeah. for him to fucking handle in this. I feel like in, in, in limited time, I, I feel like, oh my, this just, it's a mess, Jake. I, I can't believe we didn't see this coming because those trailers were amazing. I know. I thought, I mean, this is a real black mark on Ayer's career, in my opinion. I mean, I really thought he could handle this just where he came from. Well, don't, it sounds like you're comparing him to Trank at this point. This movie is performing in the theater. I mean, what, yeah. what are we looking at? Like, it's killing internationally. It's fucking, it, it's, got, it's, it's, it's killing us in the box office. Like, I'm not saying, like, this movie's not successful financially. No, I'm not saying that either, but I mean, as far as just being a movie that people look back and love, like being a cult classic, I just, sure. I okay. just can't see that. Sure. And I mean, you're, obviously you're gonna put butts in seats, you know, you're advertising Batman, you're advertising right. Joker, you're advertising Harley Quinn, Will Smith's in this. Like, it's got that going, like, Fantastic Four didn't have none of that going for it. Like, <laughs> Whoa, Toby Kevel's <laughs> Dr. Doe? <laughs> yeah. Fuck me! Yeah. Fuck it, I'm in. <laughs> and I just feel like with him being with him being the writer and director of this, like it's hard to not put it on his shoulders and say, "Wow, he really fucked up." Like he's really gonna yeah. have to make a great couple great movies after this before I even look at him as a great director anymore. Luther Shaver, I'm gonna ask you a question here, dude. Yes, sir. Suicide Squad two. Let's say it gets greenlit. Do they bring David Ayer back? Is David Ayer coming back? Or do they say, you know uh, what, we're, we're, we're going to roll I with it? I think that they got to go with no. Um, and I hope they kind of do more universe building with these, like flesh out these characters into this DC universe that they're trying to lay, you know. Do something right at least, guys. Hey, let me ask you this question, Jake. Does David Ayer want to come back? Sounds like he does, man. I mean, he sounds like he's company man right now. Sounds like, I mean, everything he says is defending this movie, loving these characters. I mean, it mm-hmm. sounds like... On paper, he has a real passion for these characters and Suicide Squad. So it's just more confusion to me how we ended up with what we ended up with if mm-hmm. everything he's saying is on the level. Right. Mm-hmm. It's fucked up. <laughs> yeah. can, 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 I, can I reiterate this? <clears throat> I wanted to love this movie. I, I did too. I mean, I can't, yeah. I can't change how I feel about this movie. And you know what else? I still love these characters. Mm-hmm. I just feel like there's this is not the best representation of these characters mm-hmm. and what you can do with this movie. Um, for me, when I walked out of Avengers, when I walked out of the you know when I walked out of the Dark Knight, hell, when I walked out of Batman Begins, mm-hmm. when I walked out of those movies. Man, they they stuck with me, and, and this this is something I, it doesn't stick. It's something I will watch again. Yeah, I, I will watch it again. It wasn't completely devoid of entertainment for me. Like I said, I, I loved Kinnaman, I loved Viola Davis, and oh my god, thank God for Will Smith. Yeah, yeah. you're a yeah. fucking saint for being in this movie. <laughs> yeah, because you you were the best character. I didn't really care too much about the story about him and his daughter. I, I cared more about like I felt like at the end where where uh, Enchantress was tempting him with like his ultimate wish. Oh yeah, of being the one that kills the bat. Yeah, yeah. I, that was dope as fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was fucking sweet. Yeah, it sucks that we're shitting on this movie so much. I I agree. Hey, with what, you. what's Killer Croc's dream? 
<laughs> Lots of fish. <laughs> yeah. yeah, A exactly. room full of fish. So basically, Killer Croc is like the equivalent of Heathcliff. Yes. <laughs> nice deep cut with Heathcliff. Wow. Damn. The original Orange Kitten. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck Garfield, right? <laughs> right? Yeah, that fucking Heathcliff wannabe. Dude, dude, I would love to fucking see Heathcliff beat the shit out of Garfield on a Monday. <laughs> right? I agree. And just I, walk away with his lasagna, just like what, what? <laughs> <laughs> Beat him over the head with the fucking lasagna tray. <laughs> what you gonna do now, bitch? You hating Mondays, bitch. <laughs> I, I I will say that there's this interesting dichotomy that has been created in the in the comic book movie universe. In that you know. You had the Nolan Dark Knight series, which was fucking great. Yeah, and you you do want to compare that, to, you know, you know, to what's happening now in the DC movie universe. But you also have Avengers, which, like you said, when I walked out of that, made a fucking impact on me. To where yeah. I'm like, this was fucking phenomenal. Yeah, this is the first time I've seen a comic book movie like this. Mm-hmm. I've seen all the Batman movies. I've seen all the Spider Man, the Superman. This is the first time I'm like, man, this is like comic book movie this is a comic book fucking movie i didn't get that with dark knight in, in the nolan movies even though i fucking loved them and so it creates this weird fucking dichotomy as to what do you fucking do as dc you know how how many times i mean what do you have to cut what do you have to keep in do you have to really microscope this shit every time you make a movie or let it stand on its own based on the director or whoever the writer's artistic vision right and uh i don't know i don't know how scared they are of that and and I would hate to be in that position. I mean, with Nolan Batman's movies, you knew what you what you should probably be doing in the DC universe. But with the event of the Avengers and Guardians of the Galaxy and stuff like that, I don't know. I don't know the answer. I don't know what's the best approach. But I did like I did like the tone of this, but I know it was heavily fucking borrowed from the Marvel universe. Yeah, that's it, where they got it. From. Well, I feel like it was Mar- it was bar- I, I, if they hadn't done the reshoots, it may have been a different movie. Mm-hmm. I feel like, mm-hmm. I feel like that's maybe why it was so disjointed for us is because like they did pull from Marvel in the reshoots, right? And that's why it felt like two different movies. I yeah. agree. They cut that trailer and they were like, "We, we want the movie to be more like this," and yeah, then that's that, where the problems mm-hmm. began. I like that. I, no, I don't like the way the movie turned yeah. out, but I like what you're saying as an explanation to this movie. The way it is, the way it is, the way it is. But and also, like, I think they're taking into account what people liked about Man of Steel and what people liked about Batman v Superman at the same time, which was kind of going against what the Marvel formula I think had been. Mm. So I, I think it's really conflicted, and that's why you get such a disjointed movie. And I think that's why Batman v Superman was also super fucking disjointed. Mm. What do we do? How do we please everybody? And it's like you can't make a movie like that. Mm. I don't. I don't think Marvel made Avengers being like, how the fuck do we please everybody? I, I, I think I think that Whedon and all of them just made the movie they wanted to make at that point. I 100% agree with that. I think Whedon made the movie. Mm. Uh, Whedon's a fanboy. Yes. And Whedon made the movie that he wanted to make. And he's like, I think, th- I think this is what people would want to see. Right. And he was correct. And, and Warner Brothers is just playing too fast and too loose with their shared movie universe. I think it's a big problem. Would too. you say too fast and too furious? <laughs> 
no, not not too furious. It can stand to be a bit more furious. <laughs> but I mean, it, I think it's like I mean, you've pointed this out before. Second movie, we're jumping right to Batman v Superman. Third movie, we're jumping right to Suicide Squad with these fucking nine characters we've never seen before. Oh, and we're throwing in the Joker. Yeah, and we're throwing in Batman. Mm-hmm. And we've got we don't know who the villain is. Is it Joker? Is it Amanda Waller? Is it the Enchantress? Oh fuck, it's Incubus, the band from the nineties. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> exactly. Avengers was a culmination of all these movies and it was earned like by the time we got to avengers it was earned like it was like the grand finale of an amazing fucking fireworks show okay okay hey luther talk to me yes sir do you think that we should have seen these characters show up in other movies i mean i for a fact know that one of the flashes nice for context yeah one of the flashes rogues is boomerang yes could we have seen maybe boomerang in a Flash movie, at the beginning of the film, being put in prison by Flash, okay? Now we get our Batman movie. Now we get Joker. Right. Uh, we get, uh, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. at the beginning would of the movie. be a lot more impactful on the shared universe. Boom. Yeah, totally to go that route. Yeah, we go solo Batman. So now, okay, like the main villains in the solo Batman are going to be Harley Quinn and the Joker. But before he fucking encounters them... Who does he put in jail? Killer Croc. Right. Yeah. All right. Okay. So now we've got Boomerang established. We've got Killer Croc established in the Batman solo film. I mean, you know, uh, sure. You know what? Tell you what. Let's leave Katana out altogether. Right. She looks awesome. You know what I mean? But let's Mm. wait. Let's wait on her. Let's wait. She doesn't have to be in this phase one. We can wait on Katana. We can bring her later on down the road. Dude, you're making a cool point. Doing it the way you Mm. say gives us a chance to see supposed bad guys doing bad things. And development of those characters. To where this movie is earned more that now they're being forced into doing this situation. So you're saying that we get to watch bad guys do bad things, establishing that they are villains. Yes. And then we get to subdue them in another movie and watch them basically like, you know, their, their will has been bent and we get to see how they don't like to be a bad guy anymore. Not, not that they're being forced to do things against their right. will. Not that they, they still want to be villains. Sure. But we as audience know, like I, if I'm coming into Suicide Squad without any DC Comics back history, yeah. none of these characters seem like horrible bad villains to me. Because you haven't seen anything bad that mm-hmm. they've done before this. There's no context, exactly. Yeah. There's no there's no context but wait, whatsoever. Wait, Rick Flag, when they take him out of that body bag, he punches a woman in the face. <laughs> Not Rick Flag, but Rick Flag's uh, the hero. Boomerang. <laughs> yeah. Boomerang punches a woman in the face. Yeah. So that's not enough for you? <laughs> it's not enough. Not enough. None of the none of the 13 flashbacks were enough for me. Well shit. You know what? I'm going to pause right now. I'm going to go fucking punch the first lady I see. <laughs> and I want you to fucking tell me that I'm not a bad guy. But <laughs> he was just a drunken mean Irish guy. But she she won't be special forces military either probably. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like that would have I would have enjoyed this movie. All the characters didn't need to be first seen in another movie, but like at least some of them. Sure. Like obviously when you get to Suicide Squad, just like any movie franchise, you want to bring one or two new characters in each time. Mm-hmm. And I think it was just too overwhelming. They to made Dude. they made a point of showing Flash being the one that captures Boomerang. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So why not just have that in the Flash movie? Mm-hmm. Why not have that in the Flash movie? Introduce Harley and Joker in the Batman solo film, and and then another character. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh yeah. And then like then now now we've got we've got some characters. We've got we've 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 introduced some characters in some films that we already know, and now we're ready for our Suicide Squad film. Yes. But, but isn't that following the Marvel the Marvel copy the the Marvel prototype too much or I mean, apparently that's what DC wants to do at this point anyway. I, I think it's awesome. I, I like you're blowing my mind because I think this is the yeah. opposite. Like, well, it's kind of the same, but it's it's using the villains and building their fucking stories and making it meaningful when they team up mm-hmm. against the heroes and, and making you fucking know these characters instead of them just being fucking afterthoughts, mm-hmm. which I think Marvel that's is failing at. No. I think if the if Marvel made a Thunderbolts movie, yeah. this is how they would do it. Yeah, agree. Suicide Squad mm-hmm. should be movie yeah. six, seven, or eight somewhere down in the line. Right. Yeah. And I think with Justice League, they're getting it a little bit more right because at least half of that team we are have established in other DC shared universe movies. That's kind of the formula I'm saying I like. You know, we're bringing in Aquaman, we're bringing in Flash, we're bringing mm-hmm. in Cyborg. But at least you know, Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman have all had like we we to some point get their characters. Yeah. So we're not stuck with introducing fucking seven characters brand new all at once in one movie, right? Which they just don't seem to be able to handle. You guys do know that Zack Snyder directed the Flash scene, yeah. in yeah. this movie, yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Mm-hmm. David Ayer must have been okay with it. I want to know how Luther Shaver would fix this movie. Like, I'm not saying for you to fix the whole movie, but, like, what would you do differently in this movie? Like, uh, the villains themselves, I'd I'd flesh out their characters a lot more. Um, I wouldn't put this as your, what is it, the third entry into the DC uh, Extended Universe. Um, Like you say, Mm -hmm. uh, you guys dropped a lot of knowledge by having these people show up as background villains to establish them in other movies. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I and, and uh, I think you could, did you allude to, like, the, the Enchantress at all? Um, the Enchantress was weak, in my opinion, from, uh, from I, I didn't understand her character in relation to, there was no uh, separation between her character and June Moon. I always felt that she was going to come back, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So... Well, I mean, I get, was her end game just to just to be worshipped by the humans again? Total world domination. I guess, yeah, I guess she wanted her fucking heart back, and she wanted to be worshipped. I guess that's what all women want, right? <laughs> oh, <laughs> all right. Can't wait for these one star reviews. We no, we are we're gonna Luther. If if we're gonna get one star reviews, it's not because of you. Like honestly, like people they'll lis- they'll listen to this thing, and people like it's their first time listening. They loved the movie. We didn't like it so much. And they're going to be like, well, I give them a one-star review. Like, if I would have sucked the dick of this movie, they'd be like, oh, I love this podcast. <laughs> but, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm just happy to contribute. Hopefully we just make you at know? least one other person cry with this review. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, again, like, it's, it, it, I love that idea of building the villains universe. Yeah. Instead yeah. of, like, at the same time, I, mean, I guess it would be at the same time as build, building the heroes. Have this overreaching threat, like Apocalypse or some shit, but also have these fucking minor villains in there that eventually you, you come to know and right. appreciate. But, like, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, uh, how it's so hard to follow up Heath Ledger's Joker with this Joker without introducing him in a solo Batman film and mm-hmm. giving him the screen time he deserves. Yeah. So yeah. you know you got it. You got to you got to rip into that a little bit. I'm with. I want to. I want to see Leto. 
I do. I want to see Leto under Affleck's direction. Yeah, I want to see that because, like, I, I think I think that is a. I think that's. Uh, I mean, you've got Affleck who is like an Oscar winning director, mm-hmm. and you've got Leto who's an Oscar winning actor, supporting actor. And I think like once those two get together, I think hopefully that you know I hope I hope that Affleck I hope the studio fucking says we want you to do this and Affleck says fuck you. Yeah. Fuck you. Right. This is my fucking vision. Yeah. If you're the true fan and you're given this responsibility, which is what he's wanted, and he says that he is a true fan of the Batman series, mm-hmm. then that's what he should be doing. Well, I mean, you look at, uh, you look at the director for Gravity and the way that the studio wanted to change things up in the movie Gra- Gravity. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, what's Antoine, what's his name? Uh, Alfonso Cuaron. Alfonso Cuaron. The studio wanted to show, um, Scenes of NASA. They mm. wanted to take the movie to Houston. Mm-hmm. What made that movie so good? Space. We were in space <laughs> yeah. the entire time. Yeah, it takes you out. The second you cut to home base, yes. you're taken out. Like yes. the whole atmosphere the movie has created has been destroyed. Yes, like the whole feeling that you have like, exactly. throughout that movie. Exactly. Yeah, I think like I I want I want Ben Affleck to basically I want if the studio says ah oh, we need to do reshoots and Ben Affleck's like. Well, if we're going to do reshoots, it's because I want to do reshoots. Yeah. David Ayer swears up and down that that was the case. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's that, Luther? That was his cut, remember? Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah I don't believe it. <laughs> yeah. I'm just I'm just saying, I mean, that's he's been confronted with all these all these articles and rumors and he stated on Twitter that none of it's true. Oh, uh, yeah, I know. But I think he has to. I think he feels like he has to. And we've seen the cast also be very vocal about defending this. Yeah. You know, like, we gotta defend this, we gotta flick off the camera as a group and shit like that. You don't see that with other movies being criticized in this way. And I, I think it's just marketing. I, I, that's all it is to me. That's all it feels like. But yeah, if you're gonna bring the Joker in, don't give me a fucking half-assed Joker in Batman. Mm-hmm. Do not give me this half-assed Joker. And if Harley Quinn's in it, don't give me that fucking bullshit. I, I want a full-fledged, like, scary fucking Joker in Can a Batman I, movie. Let me say this. Let me say this, and we're going to take a quick break. We'll come right back with some more thoughts. But I want to say that I do think, man, you know what? I do think that there is – there are good things in this movie. Oh, yeah. I think that there uh, there's flashes of really good Harley Quinn in this mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. There are times where I'm like, man, she nailed that line. Yeah. That that's Harley. That there are times where I'm like, wow, they shouldn't have given her that line. Right. There's also flashes of I think that that I think Leto is 100 percent invested in the character that he that he did. I just don't think that it was cut well, and I don't think what he was given was awesome. Yeah. Like. The Joker for me should be scary. Mm-hmm. Just he wasn't scary. The only thing that he really was was like when you're talking to him, like when Common's character was talking to him. I felt like Common just felt uncomfortable. Right. I agree. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. Feel, I don't feel like Common was scared. Right. You know what I mean? I. Oh, I agree. I don't feel like he was scared. I felt like he was just kind of like you're kind of in my personal space right now, and your bitch is fucking crazy. Yeah, right? and you're kind of weird. And you're kind of weird. I didn't feel like he was like legitimately like, oh my god, 
this guy scares me. Right. I want to be scared by the Joker. And I was scared by Heath Ledger's Joker. Absolutely. I was scared like when he fucking, like when he was laughing and they showed him on that videotape and he, that motherfucker is like all like that, that, that dude's all tied up and shit. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, that's fucking scary. And the laugh is scary. Yeah. And this just didn't do it for me. Even Mark Hamill Joker in animated yeah. form has that switch. Like it's a cartoon and he's yeah. funny and charming. But even in the cartoon, yeah. Hamill has that switch where he just becomes scary as fuck. Great point. So mm-hmm. like, yeah. yeah, I just don't get it here. Yeah, we need, we need, I, I, but I, but I, I think that, I think that you can still work with this. I don't, yeah. I yeah. don't think that this is beyond. I know, Jake. I know. I know. I I know. I know. They've promised. They've promised. They've promised. And the trailers have looked good. I know. But I, I do feel like I do feel like they have something. There's still something that I think that they can work with. Fuck Diablo. I'm done. I'm done. Yeah. Fuck Diablo. I'm done. F- Killer Croc. Fuck off. I'm done. I'm done. It's just, but I, it's I still hard. think that there's still something there with Boomerang. I still think there's something there to work with. Yeah. Katana, I'm done with you. But like, I still think, I think we need to get King Shark in here. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. Might have been a better, yeah, a better foil. No, don't, of... don't fuck him up in this movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let's, yeah. Let's get Jeff Johns and let's get, let, let, Let's get Jeff Johns involved, please. <laughs> please. The real Superman is Jeff Johns. Right. Seriously. Right. Yeah. I, I, I have to reiterate just like you did that like, I feel like I'm going to take a lot of flack. I'm the DC hater. So of course Jake tossed it. No, the thing is I love Man of Steel. Yeah. I will defend that movie till my dying breath. Mm. I love Man of Steel. Love that movie. But even last week, like, if this is your first episode, last week at the end of our episode, I was predicting that this would be our first comic book movie Tupperware party of the year. Yeah. Like, that's literally what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm like, next next week, it's very potentially going to be our first, you know, we're all going to Tupperware a movie. I'm real excited. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I I did not want to come in here and have this attitude about this movie. It's disheartening. Yeah. And it sucks. It's, it, no, no. That's the thing. It's like we... We don't take any satisfaction coming here and saying, oh, yeah, I went opening night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I went Thursday yep. at the earliest show I could go because I have been dying to see this movie. Yes, yes. I was a little bit worried because of the negative critical reviews. Yeah, yeah but I mean, I'm not – I know you're not. I'm not – I wasn't – copying any of that critical review right. coming in here i i still didn't fucking believe it yeah i'm like fuck it we're gonna yeah. go into this thing and it's gonna be fucking great you know there's plenty of movies that critics fucking hate that i'm like yeah i love it it becomes one of my favorite movies of all time that's you know? true that's very true I'm, critics aren't always right man no not at all i mean i love fucking spider-man 3 and that's like even shittier than this on rotten tomatoes right so like, right like it, it happens you know I, I kind of felt the same way. I thought, like, this is going to be one of my favorite comic book movies of all time. Period. And it's David Ayer, for yeah. crying out loud. Yeah. yeah. I was excited to give some praise to a fucking DC. I'm like, yes, finally I don't have to sound like DC Sourpuss. I'm going to get this movie that's going to be right. fucking amazing. Yeah. And I'll at least have Suicide Squad to fall back on and mm-hmm. say I don't hate every DC movie. <laughs> right. It's like, ah! <laughs> Fuck. I thought you'd have that too. Yeah, but it didn't happen. Didn't happen. Uh, what do you What are you thinking, guys? I mean, uh, but I'm gonna take. We're gonna take. A, let's take a quick break, 
and let's come back and we'll talk about we'll talk about some of the uh, Easter eggs in this movie, and then we'll talk about the future of the DC universe. Let's Sounds have good. A, let's have a funeral for DC movies. <laughs> <laughs> so predictable. All right, we'll be right back. Hey, did you did you wake up this morning and think to yourself, you know what, you know what I want to do? I'm gonna give I'm gonna give some money, hard earned money away to three assholes so they can do a stupid podcast every week. Yeah, I'm, money's burning a hole in my pocket. Where can I? Where do I put all this money? I'll just give it to three dicks. Yeah, if that was your thought process this morning, number one, there's something wrong with you. Number two, Pop Culture Leftovers has started a Patreon where you can donate to our show. It's really simple. Go to patreon.com forward slash pop culture leftovers starting out as simple as one dollar a month we'll thank you on the show you get us one dollar a month that's twelve dollars a year who can't afford that every one of our listeners did that that would be amazing is that gonna happen fuck no anyway moving on there's also rewards where you can get your own personalized audio bumper like the ones that we play here on the show that's pretty awesome that right there should be enough for you to sign up for our patreon oh wait that's not enough you're just a spoiled little shit, aren't you? You gotta have more, don't you? All the time, more with you. Uh, we have a reward where you can Skype chat with the leftovers, and that could be played on the show as a bonus episode. Wait, hold, wait, that's not enough? Seriously, fuck you at this point. We also have a reward where you get to be on a full episode with the leftovers. That's right. We get to talk to your boring ass for a full episode. <laughs> Uh, there's all, hey, hold on, that's not it. There's also another reward, and this is exciting, where you get to co-host with me on a brand new podcast that I'll launch. Uh, this is our masochist reward level. You really have to be in order to want to podcast with me. So check out all the rewards on patreon.com. That's spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash pop culture leftovers. Some of the rewards are limited. Not that I'm expecting them to sell out or anything like we did the moment we started this Patreon. All right. Hey, we're back. (laughs) Hey, we are back. We are back uh, talking more Suicide Squad uh, still with our buddy Luther Shaver. Luther, um, we're going to be talking some Easter eggs. Did you catch any Easter eggs in this fucking movie? I'm not too deep into the suicide folk, uh, folklore, so yeah. no, I didn't really catch too many. If you guys uh, want to fill me in, that'd be great. Oh, man. Don't ever say fill you in again. Ever. All right. Um, no. Uh, suicide Squad, in the beginning of the movie, they go on a mission to Midway City, which in the uh, DC universe is often associated with Hawkman and Hawkgirl. Mm, shit. So, kind of a little Easter egg there for Hawkman and Hawkgirl. Yeah. Uh, there was also a building in Midway City in this movie uh, named after John Ostrander, the Suicide Squad comic book creator. Yeah. Nice. That's awesome. Um, there was also uh, a... Uh, the character I can't remember the the actor's name. Yeah, Jim Parrick. Uh you might remember him from uh True Blood. 
Uh, he dated Jessica at the oh, beginning. Yeah, yeah. He was in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, he plays Johnny Frost, which is the Joker's uh, driver and henchman from uh, the 2008 graphic novel Joker. Oh, okay, yeah. So, I remember them talking about it, that. Yeah, yeah, it's a non-canon character, uh, but uh, they actually brought him into the canon of the DCEU. Uh, there is a scene in this uh, where the Watchman smiley face... It's seen grinning down at Deadshot as he's staring at some child-sized mannequins in the shop window. Oh, shit. I didn't catch that at all. Which yeah, me neither. I was Did like, yeah, I, I was thinking to myself, like, why would you? This is not a Zack Snyder movie. Yeah. Sn- Zack Snyder movie. Like, why mm. would you do that? Weird. They're, they're acknowledging that the Watchmen are in the DC universe now. Yeah. Thank you, Rebirth. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, guys, this is the biggest Easter egg of all. I did not catch it in the movie. I actually had to read about it. There was the rumor that Jared Leto's Joker was not the true Joker, but was in fact Jason Todd turned Joker. Mm-hmm. We've talked about this on the show before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Jason Todd was the Robin that was killed, and we saw his suit in Batman v Superman, and it had the words, ha ha ha, jokes on you, Batman, spray painted on it. Well, if what I heard from the rap is true, we might have our answer if Jared Leto is or is not Jason Todd. They said, even if you've watched Suicide Squad, there's a good chance you missed one of its biggest Easter eggs. That's because this one comes during Harley Quinn's introductory scene, where her criminal history is listed on screen for a brief moment. The revelation pops up so quickly, you barely have time to comprehend it, but uh, comprehend it, but it's stunning. Bios for the other members of the squad mostly just mention their abilities and the laws they've broken. But Harley gets an actual plot point. It seems like it will be a big deal whenever she pops up again in DC's shared movie universe. Here it is. In no uncertain terms, we're told that Harley admitted to murdering Robin. Oh, fuck. Ouch. Wow. So I'm gonna have to, you know that I'm gonna have to watch the movie again. I, I I don't know if I'll even be able to catch it in the theater. When they go through mm. Deadshot's bio, it goes through so quick. There's no way that you can watch it and pause it in the theater. You right? Know what I mean? Yeah, you it can might re- be a Blu-ray only thing. Blu-ray only yeah. thing. So like when it comes to Harley Quinn, like this might be something that I might not be able to catch in the theater that I would actually need to watch at home to catch, but. It, Apparently, she admitted to killing Robin. Wow. Do you guys like that? Harley being the one that killed a Robin and, instead uh, of the Joker? It adds a lot more depth to that character. Yeah. I don't well, like it. <laughs> it could work out with the fact that, that, that uh, if Batman doesn't know that she was the one and he was the one that rescued her underwater, that could be an interesting story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Batman trying to be like, well, this girl is the victim, even though... She possibly killed Robin. That feels like something we have to eventually see in some kind of flashback, right? That's too important of a moment that yeah. we're, we're never going to revisit it. Ah, but why not? Why not give that to the Joker and make him more fucking menacing? Make him the guy that killed him. Like, why give that to Harley? Yeah, well, what good I'm does it do? They're not making her a menacing character right, now. Yeah. Marvel, yeah. Marvel does it all the time. They change things up all the time. And yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, we've seen that, uh, Rob, you know, Tony, uh, Tony Stark was not the one that created Ultron. Oh, Tony Stark mm-hmm. was the one that created Ultron. It wasn't, uh, Hank Pym. And right. It, it might, it didn't work, but uh, in my opinion, but <laughs> yeah. we've seen it. Right. Uh, You're right about that. Oh, that kind of yeah, that kind of takes away from who the Joker character is for me. If that's the case, maybe yeah. they, maybe they've both killed a Robin by now. 
Uh, yeah. Which is why I think it would have been nice to see a Batman movie that maybe all this shit or some of this shit happened to build up on Harley Quinn, to build up the Joker mm-hmm. in a Batman movie before we actually saw Suicide Squad. Maybe it just said, maybe it said something like she, before she was a psychiatrist, she worked at Red Robin. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you know, maybe it, she was like one of those. <laughs> she was a waitress in a Red Robin. Waitress. Red Robin, yeah, and then nothing to do with killing you know, a Robin. And there'll, there'll be a scene of like you know Jared Leto coming in there and ordering a Royal Robin. <laughs> have you guys ever eaten the Royal Robin with the egg? With the fucking egg, it's delicious. Yeah, it is good. Yeah, I have no idea what you're talking. Hold about. Oh, oh my god, let me blow your fucking dick off here for a second. <laughs> Come on. Okay, hold on. Hey, Luther Shaver, number one. Yes, sir. Do you like breakfast? I love breakfast. Okay, breakfast you like breakfast. Some of the best food ever. Absolutely. What is one of your favorite breakfast foods? Um, scrambled eggs and bacon. Okay, so you like eggs. Big fan of eggs, I right? Like eggs. Okay, I, I do enjoy an egg. All right, for for lunch or dinner, could you eat a hamburger? Yes. Okay. All right. <laughs> Hold on. Wholeheartedly. What if I said I am going to take breakfast and dinner and combine them on a burger? I'm going to take an egg, yeah, a sunny fucking side-up egg, and I'm going to slap that bitch on your fucking dinner burger, and it's going to be basically, it's going to be breakfast and dinner in a fucking menage a trois. <laughs> this is one of those things that you can only get in the United States. Like, we're, we in Canada, we, we're incredibly envious of shit like this. Like, we can't get shit like this here in Canada. No, what the fuck? You guys got that one fucking crazy thing. You got that fucking, th- what's that fucking thing that you put on your fucking fries? What do they call that? Poon, oh, poontang? Poon- <laughs> hold on, hold on. <laughs> Wait, they call it poontang? It's called poutine. Poutine. We don't get fucking poutine. What the fuck is poutine? Like gravy is, uh, French fries uh, tossed in with cheese curds covered in gravy. Dude, that sounds fucking amazing. It we does. don't we don't get that shit here. We need to swap it out sometime. <laughs> make this happen. Yeah, we'll trade you egg burgers for the poutine. There you go. It's, it's a, a fair trade. Burgers for poutine for one day, sir. <laughs> Dude, we don't have what's it called? What's it called? Uh, fucking Hortons? What's that fucking place called? <laughs> Tim Horton Donuts, man. That's the greatest donut store of all time. Dude, 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 dude. Okay, hold on, hold on. Tim Hortons versus Krispy Kreme. Like, who comes out on top? I've never I've never had Tim Hortons. I haven't either. I've either. never had a Krispy Kreme, so I, there you go. We need to do this uh, comparison sometime. I'll I know. send you guys stale-ass donuts to the mail. <laughs> stale-ass Krispy Kremes to the mail. We can do a competition. <laughs> we'll the Donut Wars, right? Uh, donut Wars, Donut See, Wars. See, that's the thing with Krispy Kremes. It's like you got to fucking eat them right off the line. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's, a, that's, the thing, that's the thing about a fresh donut itself, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got to eat them. You know? you right off the fucking line. They have like a light on Krispy Kreme, so you know when the donuts are like just done being cooked that they light up so you can go in there and get them, yeah. Hey, can I ask you a question about Canada real quick? Yes, you can. You can ask me anything you want. Dude, why the fuck do you guys have milk in bags? (laughs) Talk to me, man. I honestly can't explain that other than the fact that it just fits into a pitcher a lot better. Like you just cut the fucking tips, boom, you're good to go. Did you know that, Jake? You, oh, work, yeah, you yeah. work in dairy. Yeah, like this should be like like you know this. Yeah, I do. <laughs> the milk and bags thing is it does seem very weird. So. It just fits into a pitcher like a classic pitcher perfectly. You just drop that fucking cartridge, I suppose you'd call it, and then snip the two tips, and boom, you're good to go. See, we, that's too much work for us Americans. We want to just throw away the container every fucking time. <laughs> we don't want to. Apparently, 
you know. <laughs> we don't want to help the environment out by using the same milk pitcher over and over again. Do you get sick of explaining to Americans why you have milk in bags? Does like the, the, like does it piss you that off? Like the first time that that has ever happened to me. I really? You guys were going to ask me a question about my Chesterfield or my toboggan or something. <laughs> 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 no? Well, now we have to. <laughs> Chesterfield is a beautiful thing, and my toboggan I only take out between the months of March and um, March and February. Can I can I solve your Red Robin Royal Robin problem? Sure. All right. This is what I want you to do. I want you to go to the grocery store, and I want you to buy some ground beef. Hold on. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. Number two, I want you to buy an egg. Okay. Number three. Buy a bun. <laughs> now, what kind of bun? You know what? What kind of bun are we talking here? It's up to you, man. Honestly, I like a good Kaiser roll. Mm-hmm. Like a good Kaiser? I like a good Kaiser. It sounds sounds it sounds very German Nazi, but it tastes great. <laughs> I like the Kaiser. The Kaiser bun. It does, doesn't it? Kaiser, doesn't it yeah. sound? Doesn't it sound like something? Doesn't it sound like the bun that started the Holocaust? <laughs> The bun that the the Kaiser bun. No, everyone on the train. Oh no! Yeah, that bun killed my ancestors. Oh, Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> Will not tolerate this bun on the you know. But that's the bun you want to eat, man. That's the fucking bun so you want to eat. Is the cheese involved in this bad boy at all, or what? You know, like, yeah, you know, Papa John's is always talking about better ingredients, better pizza, Papa John's. You got to get that Kaiser bun. (laughs) You got to get that, you got to get that Jew-hating bun. (laughs) You got to get that good-good-hating bun. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> the most hate-filled sandwich. Wonderful hate-filled sandwich of all time. You got to show that shit what for. <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> Fuck you, history. I'm actually going to go make this, and I'm going to put pictures on. put it on Instagram or some shit. Yeah, nice, man. Nice. Don't fuck it up. Don't do... This is what Hardee's does. There's a, there's a, there's a restaurant <laughs> There's a restaurant in America called Hardee's that they yeah. put they put onion petals on everything. Uh-huh. Like, seriously. Like, if you just went through the drive-thru to say hi, they'd throw onion petals at you. <laughs> like, you cannot leave that place without the fucking stench of onion petals on you. They fu- it's kind of fucking. Reading you get at fast foods, uh, like fast food places in the states. What's that? Is that the kind of greeting you get at fast food places in the states? Like onion petals at one place, fucking you know, ground beef mist at another place. Ah, <laughs> well, like I don't know, fast food here sucks, right? Yeah, it's not the greatest. Terrible. General kind of blows. Let's be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get what you pay for with that kind of shit. There's a uh, out out west. When I was younger, there's I don't know if I think they still exist. It's called Taco Time. Hmm. Taco, Taco Times. Time. Yeah, Taco Time. Uh, their, their slogan used to be "Anytime is Taco Time," <laughs> <laughs> but I, I live. I, I know I, I don't do it justice. They did it way better than I did. But like their their big thing was like they always use like ingredients like that day. So like if they fucking didn't use like some lettuce that day, they'd throw that shit away. Yeah. They had a truck coming every day. It was always fresh ingredients. Fresh shit every day. Fresh shit every fucking day. So they were very wasteful. <laughs> and now they're out of business. 
<laughs> yeah. I, my, what, what happened to our Suicide Squad review? Yeah, really, though. How did we get, yeah. I started talking about fucking Nazi burgers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Kaiser, the Kaiser. <laughs> What's sad is the Nazi burger talk was less depressing than the Suicide Squad. <laughs> <laughs> I to go make this sandwich. I'm excited to go make this breakfast sandwich. I'm you know, not as excited to go see Suicide Squad. <laughs> wait, wait for it to come out on home release, man. <laughs> All right, guys, we've got a uh, Suicide Squad email. I only got one this week. Uh, this guy's smart, man. Fucking this guy, like, like all the other emails, I'm not reading them this week because it's it's not Suicide Squad related. But you know what? I got one Suicide Squad email, and it comes from Wayne Brunius. Wayne knew how to get his foot yeah. in the door. Exactly. <laughs> Wayne was like, you know what? I got a fucking email that pertains to what you're talking about this week. So he says, after my second viewing of Suicide Squad this Thursday night. Wow. Yeah. This guy. Listen to this. Guy. <laughs> Show off. <laughs> I have to say that no matter how nonsensical this movie is, sloppy editing, nonsense story, what the fuck moments, enchantress belly dancing as her only power, <laughs> I still loved it. All in all, I agree with most of what the critics said about the story and the editing of the movie, but some of them are way off on character critiques and knocking the movie because Joker was in it for 15 seconds. Now, I don't want to start a Marvel versus DC fight right now, but it seems that even the most mundane Marvel movies, Iron Man 3, Thor 2, Ant-Man, Age of Ultron, get more leeway than DC movies because they are fun. I personally had no fun watching any of the movies I just named, and must be the only person that doesn't think that Civil War is the second coming. I think if DC wouldn't have marketed the movie to seem like it was a nonstop comedy movie and stuck with the tone of of the Comic-Con 2015 trailer, then maybe they would have gotten a better reception than they are getting. Also, I think Suicide Squad will be my last 3D movie. I don't know if the 3D was bad in the movie or the theater leaning more towards the theater since it seems like the rinky-dink theater in the area – since they, there were eight people in the 7.30 showing tonight. But I'm over the 3D fad and don't see myself spending another dime on 3D unless it's the only showing at a particular time. P.S. Man of Steel still, Man of Steel still rocks. <laughs> nice. <So. clears throat> comes from Wayne Brunius, basically says, uh, he basically comes in here and says, uh, sloppy editing, uh, nonsense story, what the fuck moments. I still loved it. I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> You know, come on. Come the fuck on. I've seen a lot of that. I I know you posted on the Facebook page. (laughs) I know it's stupid. Yeah. I know it's stupid, and I know it's fucking horrible. (laughs) I still loved it. I'm a fucking moron. What the fuck is wrong with me? What's wrong with me? Someone help me. I am fucked up. I need fucking help. Like that's a cry for fucking help. If I is that a cry for help? I agree. I like you posted on Facebook like to ask our listeners what they thought, and there were so many posts that I was laughing at that were like, "I love this movie," and then they would list four things they didn't like about the movie. <laughs> yeah. I give this movie an eight out of ten. Here's three problems I had with it, though. But I still loved yeah, it. But I loved it despite its flaws, <laughs> right? Which were very many. Yeah. I loved this movie. 
Oh, that's funny. You, can yeah. you, hey, Luther, can you make sense of this shit? I cannot make any sense out of any of it. It makes, um, I, I'd say it makes me angry, but I'm not that vested in this universe yet. You know? Like I said, I still want to see them do big things with DC Universe, but they kind of fell on their face with this one. Yeah. Jay. Yeah, I, I think you make a great point, Luther. I think, I think a lot of people are invested in this universe without even seeing the movie, first of all. They're already going to, like, mm. give it this rating. Like, mm. oh, I loved it, even mm. though it's got mistakes. They've already decided because they're so invested in this universe that they're trying to create. Like, oh, I gotta be on board for this. I gotta, I gotta support mm-hmm. this. And that's not, that's not <laughs> very critical. Or, or healthy. <laughs> it's not healthy either. It's not good for the medium. No. You do not, you cannot just sit there and yeah. support fucking mediocre shit. If you want, if you're a true comic book fan, you gotta lambast stuff when it happens and I you, think, you, you want them to correct the, co- correct the court. Basically saying that, you know, you know, you didn't like everything in the movie that, uh, you know, I, I'm with you, Jay. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of like right there with you. Our, our ratings aren't that far off. No. Um, there are things that I like about this movie. I will watch this movie again. Uh, I think there's enough in this movie that I did like to, to have me watch it again. Yeah, me too. Um, unlike, you know, like Ghostbusters, I will probably never watch that. <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> there's a, there's enough in this movie to have me watch it again. But on the flip side, it's like, as a fan of these characters, being a fan of them, being a fan of Batman, being a fan of Harley Quinn and the Joker, I should want more. Yeah. I should be like, well, you know what? Just because I'm a fan more. of... Just because I'm a fan of these characters doesn't mean that I have to love this movie. Right. It definitely does not. I can I can demand more. Mm-hmm. Like, hold on. I'm a bigger fan of the Transformers, the characters, right? than I am of probably the DC movies, to be quite honest with you. I, I, I love Optimus Prime. I grew up with the Transformers yeah, yeah. and stuff like that. Does it mean that I have to love the Transformers movies once they come out? Mm-hmm. Yes. No, I'm just kidding. No, I'm just kidding. I, I can I can look back. I can look at those movies as a fan, as a fan of the Transformers, and be like, "This is not what I want." Right from the Transformers universe. Yeah, I think a lot of people love Batman so much, or they love the Joker so much, or they love Harley Quinn so much. They actually trick themselves into liking shit. It's exactly. Yeah, yeah I agree. exactly. Yeah, I, I fell into that boat with Batman v Superman. I admitted it on this show. Mm-hmm. I think I think the studios <laughs> are trying to dictate what people fucking like and feel about this shit. I wouldn't be surprised if they're putting moles in the fucking comments section. To, like, put their fucking points of view out there instead of, you know, like, controlling the dialogue. Mm-hmm. Instead of letting, like, normal average listeners control the dialogue in the comment section. I think they have that kind of ability, and I think they fucking do it. I agree with that, Jay. I think Warner <laughs> Brothers is a little bit responsible for a lot of the DC Marvel, like, war, where the DC people will love their movies no matter what. Yeah. Like, I think they stand to yeah. gain from that kind of mentality, so they, like help it out it's a whole new playing field we we've never like uh, movie studios fans we've never had this playing field where it so much relies on the fucking social media mm-hmm. and and so much attention is paid to it you might get more news about a comment about a movie than the actual movie itself at this point mm-hmm. so i think i think they're definitely involved. oh yeah when david Ayer says fuck marvel right yeah and that's trending on yahoo and twitter holy shit right and that yeah. that exactly i think that's the studio playing yeah. to the to the fans to like boast that up because who's going to be the loudest the people that are going to be the loudest are the people that say fuck mm-hmm. marvel 
those will be the loudest people in, in the dialogue. And it shouldn't be that way. It should be like, does this movie stand on its own regardless of Marvel or DC? I, 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 don't get me wrong. I don't think Marvel's perfect. Yeah, no, no. I don't think Marvel's perfect. I don't I, either. I, I don't think that, uh, I don't think Marvel is like the blueprint for perfection. No. I no. think, I think that fucking Marvel is, uh, they've taken their lumps in my opinion. Yes. I don't care how financially successful Age of Ultron was. It's a failure in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's a step back. Yes. It's a step back from Avengers in my opinion. Absolutely. And it should have been a step forward. Yes. They should have, they should have capitalized on what they had at that point. But, you know, I, and I don't know if Marvel is doing it as much as DC at this point. Like, I hate to say it, but I feel like, I, I feel like Warner Brothers is way deep into the social media aspect of this. And I could say the same about Disney with Star Wars and everything else. I think this is a whole new playing field and they're not fucking stupid. The, the, whoever's behind the marketing of those companies are definitely, they definitely have their hands in like who's making the comments? What's the most read? You know, what, what mm-hmm. are people saying? I think they're definitely involved in that shit. And I, I think you get to a point with this where, yeah, the fucking trailers were so great. They absolutely capitalized on how great people love the trailers. As soon as it happened, mm-hmm. as soon as it, as soon as people started saying, oh, I fucking love these trailers, they're like, oh, well, here's the movie you're going to get. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah. Don't criticize it. You know, I, I don't know. I agree with that. I agree. I mean, they totally. They try like with those David Ayer fuck Marvel comments. That it's the same kind of thing. That was like the first thing I saw when I woke up in the morning that day. Yeah, like the first thing. Yeah, let's create a group of people that are just gonna rally behind this fucking Suicide Side Squad movie. And yeah, just champion it from the fucking roof. I wasn't even looking for that news, and I'm not saying I'm not saying DC's the only one guilty of this. I'm just saying that. Waking up in the morning, and all I saw was fucking, oh, they're flicking off the camera. David Ayer's saying, fuck you to Marvel. Mm, yeah. That's all I saw. I wasn't even looking for that shit. So are we saying that the people that enjoy this movie are idiots and sheep? No, no, no. No. No, oh. no, no. no, oh. no. Oh, oh, shit. <laughs> well, so, well, okay. Well, sorry, my bad. Not all of them, but uh, 90% of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, it just it it just it is like you brought up the Nolan Batman films and like yeah. I almost have to like forget about those to enjoy these you know and I feel like that sucks I feel like that shouldn't have to you shouldn't have to you should be like yeah those were fucking good and you should fucking live by that shit but they don't dude it, I'll fucking I'll fucking throw up those fucking Nolan films up against any fucking Marvel film yeah absolutely you t- yeah you know what I mean absolutely. I'll fucking I'll fucking take any fucking Nolan film and throw it up against a fucking but, Marvel film. But it's almost like all these companies want you to forget about that. Just forget about how good those were and how sophisticated that was. And and, and how everybody was excited that oh god, we're finally getting like a grounded fucking take on a superhero. Finally. I don't think Zack Snyder wanted to forget about the Nolan films. I feel like he tried to build an extension off of them even though they didn't share the universe. I felt he tried to run with that like ideology of those movies a yeah. little bit. Yeah. Uh, hold on, hold on. I felt like the Nolan universe existed in a world where there were no super meta humans. Yeah. There were no meta humans, and now you're introducing. Uh, even though Nolan was a producer on those films, now you're introducing a character that is a meta human. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt like the universes had nothing to do with one another, which made no sense when people were wanting to have. Christian Bale in those films, yeah, as that Batman. Oh, I don't. I'm not saying that they had the universes were connected. I know. In I know what way. you're saying. I'm not, I, I know what you're saying. I think you're saying like okay. Totally. I, I think you're saying like yeah, we're going with a grittier Superman. Mm-hmm. I feel like Nolan. 
I felt like Zack Snyder. I felt like the way he started this was I thought it was awesome. I, I thought it was like this is this is how you need to start a Superman movie. He doesn't know his place in this world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, he feels he feel, he feels like he feels like I'm on the outside. Where do I fit in? Right. Am I you know what I mean? Like am I going to am I going to progress the Kryptonian race? Am I going to join Zod and help the Krypton or am I going to choose the humans? Like wh- like what's what's up here? And I felt like that's where that should have, I think, I felt like that's where that conflict should have fucking ended. Mm-hmm. And I felt like it just picked up again in Batman v Superman. Like his only piece of humanity was Lois Lane. Mm-hmm. And they, and, and they, and they fucking, and they fucking, they, they fucking, uh, they built around that so much that we got injustice scenes. Right. Yeah. yeah. That like once Lois is dead, he would kill everybody on the, <laughs> he would kill anyone. He would that kill. Some loving. That's fucked up. Yeah, yeah. That's fucked up, man. That's fucked up, man. So it's like, it's like, uh, I, I just wanted to see a, uh, I wanted to see a, a, a I don't know, a, a Superman that, 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 uh, came to grips that loves humanity. Yeah. Like, I love humanity. Like, the whole scene, like, in Batman v Superman where he, like, shows up to save, like, that family that's on, trapped on top of the roof. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's kind of just like it's just like Zack Snyder just uses uh, uses it as beautiful cinematography yeah. to show his cape flowing in the wind right, right. and him looking like a god mm-hmm. and just showing up instead of actually just what what Chris I here I am comparing it to Christopher Reeve Superman instead of Christopher Reeve Superman flying down on top of the roof how can it help taking the woman's hand in his hand and saying don't worry everything's going to be all right i've got you taken care of yeah you're inviting that superman in for a nice cold glass of lemonade yes. to thank him for doing what he did you know yeah. <laughs> you're like the other guy you're like get the fuck away from here you're scaring the kids right <laughs> <laughs> very uh, true very yeah. true and and, and that's that, I, that, I, but I was fine i was fine with that superman and man of steel yeah, but it needs to progress it needs to progress. It needs to progress. And I felt like in Super in Batman v Superman, the scene where he's in court and the, the big explosion, um, you could have taken that out and we could have finally gotten a, an amazing speech yeah. from Henry Cavill Superman mm. and had him talk to the American public on CNN. That's what it, it almost feels like DC doesn't know what it fucking had there. And it, it feels like, oh, we've got to incorporate people like Jared Leto. We've got to incorporate Ben Flett. We've, we've got to incorporate all these people to get you interested in what the story is. And it's like the story was already there, man. And now you're trying to rush this shit. Like you said earlier, DC feels like it needs to play catch up. Yeah. And yeah. that is a mistake. That yeah. is a mistake. Slow build this shit. Yeah, you're not you're not giving any of your characters justice, and the people that are true fans are going to shit on you because of that. And those are the people that need to be out there saying, "Hey, fucking watch Superman, watch Batman." Those are the true the, the the people that need to be advertising by word of mouth to go fucking see this, not the studio telling you it's great and oh you're going to appreciate this shit and we pay homage to this from the comic books. It's like that's not enough. Yeah, yeah, I love the Joker and Harley Quinn scene. I fucking love that the dance scene, the Alex Ross. 
cover. Yeah. I fucking love that. Yeah. But you shouldn't have to shoehorn that in just to impress people. That should that should be secondary. Can you imagine that more fleshed out in a Batman solo film? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that should be a scene, not just a, a flash that we see in a flashback. Like, we should see that scene happen. Play yes. it out. Play yeah. out the whole scene. Speaking of flash, we shouldn't have had the flash make an appearance in this at all, in oh, my no. opinion. That no, was... No. Yeah, waste That's, of time. That scene should have been in a flash movie. Yes. I mean, we all, we all are excited about the flash. We're excited about Ezra Miller's flash. At least yes. I am. I am. I am. I'm right there with you, You man. didn't need to shove that down people's throats if I'm he not, was going to be coming I'm not back. one of those people that are like, Grant Gustin's the only one that can play the flash. <laughs> yeah. I love my CW Grant Gustin. Ruin this John loves Grant Gustin. Wilderness John is a big fan of Grant Gustin. <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Now, the thing is, it's like, it's like I think there's plenty of flash to go around. Yes. Plenty of flash to go around. I think Ezra Miller is going to give us a different kind of flash, and I'm fine with that. But I felt like that, like, like, yeah, like we said, we've, we've said it. We're just reiterating things we've already said. Just have the Flash be the one to fucking capture, uh, Boomerang in his own movie. Yeah. And then later on, we've got our Suicide Squad. Then we, then we can bring in more members of the Suicide Squad. We've already seen them in a Batman solo film and a Flash solo film. Mm -hmm. Now we can just, now we can just, now we just have the whole universe just fucking collide in a Suicide Squad movie (laughs) where we get to see different sides of these characters. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now we get to see now, we've seen them as villains, and now we get to see them being controlled by Amanda Waller. Right. And, wow. And that, 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 is, that is what's so jarring about this. It's like, like I think, Jake, you brought up, like, why the fuck is this team created based on Superman? Yeah, it's ridiculous. It makes zero sense. Yeah. And why do Canadians have milk and bags? <laughs> yes, again, zero sense. And why am I eating Nazi burgers? Yeah. The Zekaisa. Bu- <laughs> Oh, that conversation was so crazy. I thought that was, I forgot that was even part of the podcast. I thought that was just us talking for a while. Oh, shit. I I don't, I don't want to, I think the bottom line is, like, you maybe could have had the Suicide Squad without Joker and Harley, but, like, if you're going to give me a movie with Joker and Harley Quinn, it better be fucking phenomenal. And it wasn't. It was just passable. They didn't, they didn't earn it. I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, come on, come on. We need more. We need. We need. <laughs> yeah, dude, we need more. We need more. Don't fail. Don't fail by trying to fight Marvel. Like, don't make that your ultimate failing point. Because I feel like that's where DC is failing. Like, oh, we've got to always fight Marvel. Do something they different. Need to tell their stories. They need to tell their stories. Tell your stories. Justice. Yes, and that's why Man of Steel is awesome, and that's why I like fucking Man of Steel. Mm-hmm. That's why Brian probably likes Man of Steel. It's something different. It's, yeah. It has its, it stands on its own as a different comic book movie, and it, it's like, oh god, there's hope for this new kind of storytelling. Yeah, I mean, when it was made, there there was there wasn't yet the vision of the DC universe. I mean, Zack Snyder made that movie under the pretense of yes. just rebooting Superman yes. and not necessarily rebooting the DC. Oh. Cinematic universe. Yeah. So that's why it does have a different feel Mm -hmm. than Batman v Superman and Suicide Squad, that it's basically just trying to lay all the pieces down so they can have their big Justice League movie or Batman movie come out. What did you guys think about the mid credits scene? I mean, I felt it was kind of obvious and I was just like, why? I mean, like, we've already seen kind of like this hinted at in Batman v Superman. Yeah. Uh, The only thing that it really made us understand is that Amanda Waller knows who. Batman is 
Right. She basically threatens him and says, uh, you mm-hmm. know, uh, what did she say? Something about uh, you've been working too late, or you've something. been working too many nights. Too many nights. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Just hints that she knows he's Batman. Yeah. Zero impact. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. I for until you said what the mid credit sequence was, I had forgotten I what the mid credit sequence was. Yeah. Yeah, it was it wasn't impactful and again it's like it's 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 spending too much time setting up Justice League. Like why is this movie setting up more Justice League? Make this movie set up so many other things. Make it set up a solo Batman film or some shit. But it felt too much like yeah, I just remember Justice League. How did coming. Joker how did Joker survive? I don't know. We don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Fucking yeah, no idea. He went down with the helicopter and the next thing you know, he shows up and he shows up with more men and he shows up in the SWAT uniform yeah. and yeah. But in the trailer we see him with a grenade and it looks like he's all beat up. He's wearing the same suit he was wearing in the helicopter. Mm-hmm. And he's like saying bye bye, and he's like has a bomb in his hand. Yeah. We don't see that. So what the fuck happened? What the fuck? I have no clue. Uh, disjointed. That's the key word here. Yeah. For this, this movie, he mm. could have come and taken on that whole team. Yeah. He could have wiped out some of that team without the fucking dramatic heroicism of the yeah. team. And Canadians buy milk in bags. Man. I know. I know what the <laughs> one thing that we do, you know, Chesterfields, uh, <laughs> toboggans, and milk in bags. Dude, 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 what the fuck? I mean, like, they, they, uh, that's crazy. Is it I, always cold up there? <laughs> nine times out of ten, it's usually pretty chilly. Shit. <laughs> How do you stock milk in bags on shelves? I don't even. Is it just. Um, you you bag it in two two cartridge kind of bags and you just kind of fit them on the shelf. That's the way I see them. I think. Jesus. <laughs> you know what? You know so what? It makes sense in my head. Fuck. You know. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because we don't in the states we don't have poutine. I've never had poutine. Go. I've had poutine, but I've never had poutine. <laughs> Sounds fucking well, the amazing. Best when you, the best is when you can do the balance of the two with the poutang and the poutine, you know? Oh. You can get a little messy. Yeah. yeah. You can find a woman and cover her in gravy and, you know, stuff some cheese curds in some places that shouldn't have cheese curds. <laughs> I don't know. I like... <laughs> I, good times. I don't know. I like... I don't know. I'm not I'm not about mixing food and sacks. <laughs> no. Yeah, it's weird. No, I'm not... I'm not a, big fan of that like I, hot gravy and cheese curds right oh yeah i mean if you're i guess there there, there, there are things there's sexy foods you know what i mean like there's sexy cheese foods and gravy that's not so sexy <laughs> no not really it's <laughs> it's not like i've never i've never like wanted to go to bob evans and like bend some chick over and fuck her <laughs> like oh my god this this fucking skillet breakfast is making my dick hard no it, it, that doesn't that doesn't do it for me but like i guess there are sexy foods like i guess like people like you know like chocolate sauce and and strawberries and whipped yeah. cream and, and fruits and shit you know? yeah let me put some cherries on your nipples we can do that whole fucking uh you know uh what was that scene from that uh, varsity blues thing oh yeah yeah i don't like i don't know like sex is kind of sticky enough right <laughs> if you change the fluids you're correct yeah. yeah like if you're having good sex like if you're yeah, the podcast is labeled explicit people, so <laughs> you got fuck man. off with your one star reviews right now. But like, sex is sticky enough. Like it's like there's a lot of like there's sweat. You got shit coming. Out. Bodies are gross. Like yeah, you've yeah. got fucking sweat coming. Out. Yes, yes. <laughs> 
Every have you noticed that? Have you noticed that Luther that bo- bodies are gross? Like the biology of a human is disgusting. That's why I tend to stay single. The last girl I dated, when I used to wake up in the morning, it, she used to smell like wet mayonnaise. Man. <laughs> Straight up, true story. Oh God, that's the thing. Like we we all have like I like don't wake up to that shit. Everything on the body has a hole, <laughs> right? Like hold on, like the holes they like like you've got pores. That's where it starts. You got pores. Uh, what comes out of your pores? Sweat. Mm-hmm. So like, oh, I got, sweat. I, I got water in my body and I don't want it anymore. <laughs> I don't want my water in my body. But I'm so thirsty. Oh, I'm thirsty. <laughs> but you got water coming out of your fucking body. Like you're, you're, you're the fucking human fucking Hoover Dam. You fucking got. <laughs> hydro man over here. Yeah, hydro man and shit. Fucking uh, just sweating all over the goddamn place. Then you got tear ducts. You got, oh, I'm sad. Or like, I got something in my eye. And you got shit coming out of your goddamn eye. <laughs> You fucking so you wake up in the morning. You remember that sleep shit in your eye, that fucking crust? What the oh, yeah. fuck is that all about? <laughs> yeah, what is that? Eye cheese, man. We call that shit eye cheese. Eye cheese. Yeah. yeah, fucking uh, that shit's coming out of your fucking eye. It's annoying. And then and then you got ears. Uh, what what do you got coming out of your goddamn ears? Wax, 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 wax. Of all the things that come out of your body, wax, wax. What it, madam? What it, what wax? They make, you make fucking, you fucking, uh, there's wax mannequins and there's fucking like wax candles. Now you got that shit coming out of your fucking ear. <laughs> Hold on. It doesn't end there. You got a, you got fucking, you got a fucking boogers. You got fucking snot yeah. coming out of your fucking nose. All the time. <laughs> All the fucking time. Guys, we have. Nasal mucus, man. Can't, you know. Mucus. You got mucus. You got fucking, you got a butthole. And you got fucking, oh my god. Oh my god. Forget the shit that comes out of that hole. God. That's the worst of the worst. Every hole in the human body is disgusting. We are just disgusting creatures. Yes. Yeah. Like, and like, like and, and, and us as men, we see another creature just like us. Like, has, there's a hole. That, yeah. <laughs> And we want to fuck that thing. Yeah. We want to, like, we see something else that has the same problems as we do yeah. with all these holes <laughs> that secrete either, wa- like, sweaty water, like, salty water, or shit, or fucking mucus. And we're like, you know what? I want to fuck that. <laughs> I'm that, trying to fuck that. That's exactly what it is. Yeah, right? I want to. And you know what? I might want to fuck that in the pooper. <laughs> That's what we, we could possibly plug at least one, maybe two of those holes. Thing. So we got to get in there. <laughs> you, you're just like, oh, oh, look at all those holes. That's great. But then you don't realize like how gross all those holes are. Every hole is disgusting. <laughs> but yet you want to penetrate <laughs> those holes. <laughs> Human beings are disgusting. They are. They really are. What are we doing? <laughs> Finn's learning a lot this episode. Yeah, Finn's like, oh, yeah. taking notes. <laughs> this is called the knowledge episode. <laughs> oh, my God. We got to per- put perfume on to prevent the smell of the holes. No, honestly, I from now on, I am just going to masturbate into a bucket of Purell. <laughs> there you go. That's just like that's gonna be my thing. Like, what turns you on? Beautiful oh, Purell. Fucking, I'm just masturbating into a bucket of Purell. Fill <laughs> room with a bucket of Purell. That does it for me. Every yeah, time. exactly. It kills ninety nine percent, ninety nine point nine percent of the germs. Ninety nine point nine percent of the time, it works every time. Every you time, know, right? Jeez. Uh. <laughs> 
you know, <laughs> having a good time, guys. Comedy. Yeah, it's a great yeah. episode. Good, good. Just, <laughs> despite. Yeah. Can't wait. Can't, I cannot wait for the one star reviews. <laughs> it's coming. It's coming. It's dude. coming. Yeah. Ready for it. Yeah, I am ready. <laughs> they, yeah. The hatred. Yeah. The hatred. Once they got to the content, then they got too vulgar and started talking about, ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> Can I always just blame it on the Canadian? We're we're good we're good like that, you know. Nice. Honestly, after this next election, I might be moving up there with you. <laughs> yeah, dude, man, fucking come up, come up, you know. We'll take you. <laughs> we'll take you. <laughs> we'll take you. All the fucking people that you know don't need to be with Donald Trump and his little cronies. Oh God, it's gonna be terrible. Ugh. Ugh. Goodness gracious! All right, we're not gonna talk <laughs> politics. No. We are not talking. We're not going there. We are not talking politics. <laughs> Brian did a good job being vague, and then the whole thing came crying out. I know. I just got Brian really scared. Didn't say who wins? Uh, we are not. We are not talking politics, guys. <laughs> really scared there for a minute. <laughs> All right, guys. Hey, Luther, it's been so much fun having you on the episode, dude. It's been great being here, man. I love what you guys do. I love being a part of it and uh, keep uh, kicking ass and doing what you do. All right, man. Fuck uh, you, Luther. <laughs> thank you so much. I was waiting for that. I was waiting for at least one fuck you, Luther Shaver from The Leftovers. Hold on. If you only fucking heard your bumper, you son of a bitch. <laughs> there you go. You'll hear your bumper tomorrow, dude. Fuck you. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you so much for having me on the episode. I really appreciate it. Thank you, dude. No, you're welcome back, man. You're welcome back. Actually, uh, the only reason that I had you on this show is uh, I'm actually inviting all of our listeners that haven't donated to Patreon on. There you go. One by I one. That, I, I am that dude, though. So you can put me on the spotlight. I am that dude. I you are that you dude. I, I promise I have something coming for you guys. I promise. No, it's okay. I just, I'm going to invite each and every one of you on here that haven't donated <laughs> so I can berate you. Spot. Corner them. Yeah. It's <laughs> a great way like, to do like, it. Like, exactly. One by one. Like, what the fuck, dude? I'm, all I'm asking on, for is a goddamn on. dollar. A fucking dollar, you son of a bitch. You spend all that money on gravy and cheese curds. I promise curds. you. Guys, I promise you. <laughs> Dude, I'm I'm fucking with you, man. I'm just fucking with you, <laughs> Luther. Thank you so much, dude. It's uh, it's been awesome thank talking you guys, to you. Man. It's uh, it's always a pleasure to talk to you guys, interact with you guys. Yeah, well, the next time we talk to you, you're gonna be paying us. Fucking content, right? Fucking content, right? All right, guys. Just like all good leftovers say on their doggy bags, thank you for your patronage and thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. I thought they said fuck off, Luther. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to Pop Culture Leftovers. Congratulations. I don't know how you did it. I couldn't do it. You people need a t-shirt saying, I just listened to two hours of nonsensical crap. Anyway, if you'd like to reach the Pop Culture Leftovers cast, you can email them at comments at popcultureleftovers.com. You can also follow them on Twitter at PC Leftovers or like their Facebook page. They'd love to hear from you. They're all pretty sad and lonely. One of them is homeless. But I didn't say that. There's already like 7 million podcasts Talking about pop culture and all that Makes us happy like shooting at a womp rat But it's all been done before and we don't want to be a copycat We're the leftovers picking up the scraps Dropped by the cool kids it, it, It's a trap Good and toss it, good and taste it Do we love it? Hey, let's face it, hate it
embrace it, let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture, carry over counterculture, pushovers, pop culture, leftovers. And with the uncool kids, what's to say has already been said. Leftovers. Pretty sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this pop culture leftovers. Podcasts that are original and good have already been done before, so we should separate the wheat from the shaft. And we're the shaft, the crap, even though we're the shit. Woo! We're the leftovers picking up the scraps, dropped by the cool kids. It, it, it's a trap. Good and toss it, good and taste it. Do we love it? Hey, let's face it, hate it, race it, let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture, carry over counterculture, pushover, pop culture, leftovers. And with the uncool kids. What's to say has already been said Leftovers Pretty sure that the only talent Is the band that's singing this Pop culture leftovers Do we love it? Hey, let's face it, can't erase it, let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture, carry over, counterculture, pushovers, pop culture, leftovers. And with the uncool kids, what's to say has already been said, leftovers. sure the only talent is the band that's singing this, pop culture leftovers.